Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd. If he says potato salad or swear to God. Those expressions are comedic, little darling. If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin. And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says, edit it out. The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasts end before his get started. The intros are recorded on a phone, but don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the podcasters association. Voted the Todd Glass Show with number one. So welcome to the show. I know what you say. I don't really care. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It's just the day I was born. I mean, I'm not being negative about it. Just I don't make a big deal about my birthday. Shut up. Shut up. All righty, listen, everybody. It's your birthday, okay? It's done. I made a big deal about it. Aristotle, I'm going to ask you something right off the bat because this Sunday, two days from now, is the Pod Festival. Podcast Festival here in Los Angeles. Can't people go on and press some promo code and the show gets uh, something from it, I guess. What do we get? A quarter? 
No, they do us right, actually. Use the offer code TODD to get $5 off. I, let me tell you something. This podcast festival, if you're on the fence about going to it, you should go because it's going to be fun. We're the last show. Our guest is Eddie Pepitone. Soon as our show's over, boom, that same room turns in. It, they turn it over in like 10 minutes. The band sets up. There's food. There's drinks. It's awesome. So go. And if you can't go, you can live stream it. And I think Aristotle already told you what to do. Go on, special codes. You save some money, blah, blah, blah. All right, good. Moving on. Um, I think that's it. Today our guest is Jake Adams. I mean, uh, <laughs> Jake Weissman. Jake Weissman and also uh, Steve Finearts. Oh, he's going to be so mad I didn't say his name first. All righty. Um, I think that's it. I can smell those chicken strips all the way over here. Really? You know what it smells like? A, a lo- Nick Leap is eating cold, deep-fried chicken strips, which taste delicious, I'm not going to lie, but it smells like, you know when lunch meat and somebody brings a sandwich and then you open their bag where the bologna sandwich was in and it smells like belched-up bologna? That's the type of smell he brings into this house. Like he's belching up lunch meat. I should get a bottle of Clorox and pour it over his head and those chicken strips. But first, I'd eat one of them. Come on, everybody. You don't have to act like it's just because you get a little love. Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday just for you. All right, Aristotle. Roll in the show whenever you want. You should have rolled in the show already, Aristotle. Now entering Nerdist.com. What's this? I want, for myself, not to share a bundle of dandelions covered in Ethiopian garlic sauce. Leftover cake from Mr. T's 8th birthday party served on a kerosene-soaked plank of cedar. I want a half-dozen goblets filled with salamanders dressed as the cast of Friends. I want seven Hapaldutes. You can't find those. They don't exist. I want three steaks blackened with Sharpie permanent markers. I want three five-gallon buckets of sour cream, non-fat, from Ann Arbor, Michigan. I want a plate of seared rabbit meat dipped in muddy hummus and encrusted with crisp honey flakes imported from Japan. I want a mound of raw pizza dough (laughs) toppled with a toddler's dirty diaper. I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh, now it's the start of the show. Wow, it's going to be fun. I don't even know where to start, but every week... Jake asked me, he goes, you ever just not feeling it? You're half kidding, but I was sort of going, no. Who cares? If you don't fucking call me back this time, then don't call me ever again. Well, it's a real show. I play, I have people that, celebrities, they call it. Jake Weissman is here, everybody. 
Jake, we're, we got a we got a special intro song for you. You've never been on the show before. We have two for you. Fantastic. Joe, lyricist Joe, who does m- most of them, and then Lynn. And I think you're going to like the second one. We're going to do it until your smile and then your head explodes and steam comes out of it. How are you That's feeling? All right. I'm feeling good for sure. All right, don't be an idiot. The Todd Glass situation. A bunch of lies about my personal life, a bunch of true stories about my 30 year career in stand up comedy. Please welcome the program. The very funny Todd Glass. Wow, it's a real show. Veteran comedian and podcast pioneer is with us and now best selling author. Todd Glass, how are you doing, Todd? Hi, it's Jake. Jake Weissman on the show. Hold on, sir, we'll get to you. I gotta use that. You know, I pay for the thing. I gotta. All right, let's go in. Didn't uh, let's leave. Do one more, and then the we'll... entertainer's entertainer, Todd Glass. Oh, wow. I'm Jewish. Why call and say you're Jewish? Say we go in for the clothes. Please say hello to comedy's national treasure, Todd Glass. All right, that's how you start a show. God, look at us. It's gonna be so much fun. God, look at this. We're we're here. Okay, give me. Uh, for, it's all going to be all about you. Like you know, you go to some shows; they make you sit across from them for like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I even feel guilty for doing it for three minutes. But there's just some people. I want to say, uh, 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 Steve Fine Arts is here. How you doing, Steve? I'm good. I'm, w- I'm well. Thank you, Todd. Let's take a call. It's the better part of Steve. Um, Steve's like, I do other things too now. That was what launched my career. I don't, you know. So Steve Fine Arts is here. Now, you know, Danielle, you're more than his girlfriend, but you know. But you are his girlfriend, and I think it's okay to say it. Daniel's girlfriend is here. I mean, uh, <laughs> Steve Feinart's girlfriend is here. Keith is here. You, you wanna... Keith, guess what I did? I got this song. Could you play in the background? I think I could. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me just, um... And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. Uh, I mean, you don't have to. It's just... What? Hold on. I just don't... I mean, you don't have to say one and a two. If it's, it's just, yeah, just play the song, you know? Just go into the music. Right. We'll do that later. All right, okay, let's do the song later. He, one and two, one, two, three, it's ridiculous. Okay, so also, um, it's a bit. I have to, there's so many bits on top of bits that I think it's okay. I think the audience listening is okay with us because why should you wait till halfway through the show to go, yeah, you go, oh, I figured it out. But at first you're like, are we really criticizing him? There's no criticizing on this show. Nobody criticizes anybody. It's all love. That's really, The more love you get, the more silly you get, the more the next thing you know you feel good. No one's going to... So that bit started was because a long time ago I said, play some background music in a bit for real. Two, and two George Carners are safe for it. That means never break it. So that, if we say to George Carlin, so to George Carlin, I was like, hey, uh, play some backup music for this, like, just to help the piece out a little bit. You know? and, he, and he goes, a one and a two. One and a two, and he was serious. Who the fuck says a one and a two? And You can't do that if you're in a band. You, can't, you think Frank Sinatra, he goes, hit it to the guys or shoot. And you hear a guy in the back, a one and a two and a one... They just fucking play, or they get hit over the head with a cymbal, which leads us to J.J. Uh, well, Whiplash, you know, me and J.J. have talked about it. The only way you can be a good musician is if somebody hits you over the head with a cymbal. That's what Charlie Parker did. Uh, are you serious? Backing in cars to the building you own. Can you hear that in the background? What kind of Is that a Ferrari? Yeah. You know what I told him? I said I'd paint that for him for free. That's how appreciative I am. He lets me use this room up here. I said I'll get 20 cans of spray paint. No one will know shit. Uh, JJ, you were on the road. Let's let's give JJ a little love because he hasn't been here for a while. You were on the road with what? Who were you on the road with? I was on the road with a band called Orgone. And how many people are in that band? Uh, eight. Eight people. And do you travel on a tour bus? Yeah. And uh, do you get a bunk? Uh, there's bunks in the back, but we have hotels. Oh, but you. Oh, oh. So you can. That that. By the way, that means that that the group is doing pretty good because. 
that's a, the next level of, you know, yeah, you have the bus and you sleep on it, but when you get to your venue, you all get your hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Did Fancy. You, well, it's, it's certainly the way to do it, you know. It yeah. certainly uh, sands the edges off of the grind of traveling on the road, and it really can make it a lot of fun. That's it right. takes a lot of the, the, the bad part out of it. I want a tour bus so bad. I'm very jealous of you. Did, 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 uh, you have a Prius, though. You know, you're, you're right. <laughs> I, should, I should be happy. And then, uh, and then you're going out on the road again with who? Uh, with Tobias Jesso Jr. He's a really great uh, singer-songwriter. Does he listen to the podcast? Uh, he will on Friday. Why? Because everybody's going to be listening oh, to it well, on Friday. It's when it downloads. Okay, let's let's. I know what I'm doing. I'm very professional. I know what I'm doing. Let's you know, right? Let's let's do it right. Womencomedy.com. Show that's right. I Let kn- me tell you something. Yes, sir. I just know for a fact that I don't deserve all that. Yes, so you do. this is amazing. Do this it again, a- then. He, he needs it again. Comedy.com. Do it right J- this time. J- Bubbles in the light. I put. A, I went to all stops. <laughs> I mean, to, you went to, you went to all the stops. I went through all the stops. Whatever they say. Whatever they say. What do they say? They say something like that. So that's. Well, we have something else. That's the, the the. Well, they're both good. Joe did a good job. I feel like this means I'm going to die soon. You know what I mean? Like this is an unbelievable bar mitzvah esque type of thing. I love it. Thank you so much. What do we have for like sad music? You know, if you if your funeral, here's what I would do. I think this would be great to do at someone's funeral. You just get up on stage and you go. Um, well, what can I say about Jake? Um, he, was, uh, he was a good friend of mine, <laughs> the opposite of what you would want to play. There's nothing, there's nothing like endearing about it. Ladies, start it again. It's fun to do it every time. <laughs> Let me tell you something a little bit about Jake, my friends. I'm done with that. I'm going to play that a lot tonight, like a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> also, Jake is back for his second week, not Jake Weissman, but uh, Jake Adams. I'm revving high. I'm revving high, and I don't want to rev high. So just everything's going to be good. We got a little something for you, but I'm not playing it till later. Um, got caught up. Wade, O'Bri- Wade O'Brien got caught up with all the oh, shows. The Wade O'Brien, O'Brien. yeah. Wade. Oh, Wade, Wade, sure, Wade. for the show, Wade. Oh, wow. Yeah, Wade, took, he got I, caught I up. This guy, but Wade O'Brien, oh, his girlfriend. Oh, oh, my God. He, wait, wait, how long ago did you start? You know he's freaking out right now. Here's him at his house. Oh, my God, honey! I can't believe it. They're mentioning my name on the Todd Glass show. Jake Weissman's on, and they fucking mention my name. I'm shitting my pants. By the way, what if this podcast, I couldn't do it here? Where am I going to yell like that? I can't yell like that at my house. I can't do that at my house. I've been lucky to do this show up here for three years. I can... I've grown slowly to be able to know that I could curdle, you know, whatever they call that, screaming loud. That wasn't even that loud. It wasn't. I know. I backed down because I got tired of doing it. All right, so listen... (laughs) Nick, 
Let's do this. Nick took some stuff we did from the show, and we're all going to be just we're all going to be sending it your way in a second. That's what I do when I'm revving high and I'm nervous that the guests are getting bored. Um, Nick's Nick, we okay, sir. So slow down, slow down. He wakes up to this, right? Keith is here. Paul Sandwich. <laughs> it's hard to come up with fake names. Did you ever notice that? Like you ever like you know the movie uh, the uh, uh, Fletch where he goes John Costo. Whatever that name, because yep. I, I related with that in the sense that, like, yeah, why is it? Well, who didn't relate with it? I don't know what I'm talking about. Why well, have a real show? I'm doing investigative journalism, <laughs> um, but it's hard to come up with fake names. Like you're going through customs right now. Uh, just, just. Oh, 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 sorry, sir. You have to make up a fake name. What is your name, sir? Uh, Johnny Tomato. See now, now <laughs> be honest. Now to George Carlin, what if you had to get through the border? Johnny Tomato, they're pulling you over to the side. I gotta be honest with you. Now, if you got drugs on you, do you really want to say Johnny Tomato? I would and by the way, it's cute it. now. It might be cute now. Ha ha ha! You get a good laugh. But I'm talking about you're at that goddamn border, and you just you, you have to come up with a fake name for whatever reason. Your friend called you when you're two steps away because don't use your real. Boom! What's your name right now? It's still hard. Uh, by the way, I'm horrible. I'm horrible. Barack at it too. Tomato. You know what I mean? Now, what's your name? What's your name, Steve? Joseph Klein. Okay, that was okay. And your name, sir? Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, see, but that's that's a funny one. But that's they're going to pull you over. They're going to go. Oh, why don't you come on over here with me? What's your name? Not. <laughs> He's not kidding either. Mine are horrible. I just scream. I go. Oh, I can't get any name. I just. I can go. Uh, uh, fudgy, fudgy, fudgy. I'll just and I'll steal his too. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? How many? T- you've gone to the the Canadian border a lot. You've gone through Canadian mm-hmm. customs a lot. They are viciously mean to Americans. Have well, you noticed this? Let me tell you something. When the, I really? would say vicious, I would say no. I'm, I'm in agreement with you that I want to be fair to the ones that are nice, and it's always a shock. But I'm going to go. 25, 30% of the time, max, they're really nice. So much where you're like, relax. They go, are you a comedian? You're still talking. Yes, sir. And they're like, no, no. Just like they almost have to say it at ease because they're just talking to you. Yeah. But you're right. Like, you want to go relax. Well, it, just fucking relax. It, Don't make pretend you're doing more than you are. It looks sad. Well, it's almost like when you go to the Canadian, like when you're going through customs, it's almost like they're trying to get back at you for all the terrible shit Americans have said about Canadians for years. That is the only chance they get to you fuck know what? with I you. I understand then. Yeah. No, Maybe totally. But it's like it. they like they really go in and you're like, I'm just I don't. I just want to get through. I don't. You know. I had a friend when I went to the Montreal Festival last year. Jesse Elias was also there. Jesse Elias looks down a lot, um, and they just thought he was fucking with them. And he just happens to. He doesn't like eye contact, and yeah. they just went in on him and almost didn't let him through just because he's scared. And uh, but I was like, I get it because. I make all the healthcare jokes, and it's really hacky and shit. And I also, what I like about Canadians is that they're way nicer than Americans, but we just rake them over the coals because we're kind of jealous of their like genial nature way and the nicer. fact they don't need to murder people to express themselves. And uh, they fucking uh... well, they are noted to be, you know, like I know that I'm, I don't know Democrat, Republican, I don't know anything, but but I do know from a very young age, I put two two together: is are they more progressive? Are they more open minded? Well, let me tell you something. It doesn't mean that a smart person still won't individualize. If you're in Canada and they're the border people that are nice, they're going, no, I'm not going to because of right. some, the majority of people. I'm going to individualize and nice people will come, I'll meet them. If the dicks come, I'll meet them. And some people do that. But, for the, uh, but when you're younger with the backpack, I never knew that, that you put a Canadian flag on it. That never meant anything to me oh. when everyone said, yeah, because they, yeah, now I understand as an adult. Yeah, because they think you're, you're, you're they treat you better. When you're traveling around the country, if you're from yeah. Canada, but I picture not all Americans, but I picture the opposite of that. Like what they don't want to be associated with is someone going, oh, these bathrooms are ridiculous. Like, yeah, we get it. 
You miss your old bathroom, but right. don't be a dumb fuck really loud about it no, at a restaurant. Totally. Like that's, that's the bad American. No, I mean, the, I get why I'm suffering at the border. I, know, <laughs> I understand my countrymen. Like, I, I yeah. know how terrible our people are. You agree with them, basically. But I agree with them, but it's <laughs> like I just – I don't know. Whenever someone's that mean to me, I just want to pull out the anti-Semite card. You know what I mean? I just want to be like, oh, I'm oppressed, whatever. Uh, but really it's just because my country bombs other countries constantly and then is like, oh, you give free health care? You're a wuss. You know, so I get it. You say that? You get that. This is the best day of my life. You know, we could do the Jake Weissman through the house, and then afterwards, it could, the trumpet could come in a little. Let's try that. Let's put it through the house. And is every, everybody's good? Okay. Jake You know what you're doing. And by the way, for our quick breaks, this is my favorite way to take a break. We'll take a break. We'll be right back right after this. Let's do it again. Watch how much better it gets and put a lot of reverb in there. Do it again, please. Man, that's how you... You're a fucking shit. So sick of it. So sick of not having JJ around all the time. I need a trumpet player. I need trumpet music in my life. All right. So listen. So so uh, Nick took some things from the show and he put it to music and he said he, it's his alarm every morning. It melted my. It like melted me. It was like very like aw. I don't like to admit that side of me because you know people know me as a tough, rugged guy. So absolutely. You think like when you think of me and be honest. You don't. You know. You don't have to. You like like more of like oh Todd. I always approach you as if you have a knife ready. You know what I mean? That's how I approach you. So I go a hug, like I I do my finger pointed out first, and then you know I'm ready to lose the tip of my finger with you. And then you know if we get through a hug, I'm like I made another day, unbelievable. Because honestly, well here's the thing, Todd. Wow, you I do. Think, have, I don't think I give off that image. You have a this full guy. You know you're you're feeding this guy, so you go like, wow. You do. No, have you're being a, honest with me too. You have a full arm tattoo. You know what I mean? Like wow. it's aggressive. I mean, of, of course I'm joking, but I could see you strangling me to death. I mean, that's I not would. that's not Trust out me. of the fucking. <laughs> don't yeah. think I would. Yeah. No, and I and honestly, to be completely honest, I'd be honored. Like honestly, if you're willing to, because you would get caught. I couldn't strangle someone to if death. You, you know why? To, uh, they're screaming, they're yelling. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's, no, of course. Freak me out. Let me ask you this: If you could, if you had to, if Not you had to murder, murder somebody, someone, what would you do? Well, I don't. That's a good. I know question. you don't. Do want you know to... the answer to yours? I'm going to think about it while you give your answer. Can you go first? <laughs> I'd let you go first. What does Steve think? Yeah, he, Steve, what he definitely would you has do? some secret sick shit. I probably, <laughs> I probably drown somebody. So you would hold them down under the water? Down underwater. That's the hardest one to do. (laughs) Why would you drown someone? They're flailing all over the place. What are you, a monster? I mean, I know we have to come. Our turn's coming, and we have to decide how we're going to strangle people or whatever, kill them. But I'd probably drop somebody off and see, like go really far out. In a see, I could see that because you. Well, then they're flopping around for a while. Then you you forget about them by the time you're back to the shore. Oh no, my way is going to be so much more humane than you guys. And I want. Can you? You want me to go next? I'll go next. Um, Did you ever see The Vanishing? 
No. Okay, so, well, I'm going to ruin the movie. Is that hilarious with that car in the background? Yeah, it's pretty intense. But by the way, it's part of the show. If you're a first-time listener, um, Joe puts something about sometimes you hear car noise in the background at that opening you do. What is this place? Where are we? Oh, yeah, I can't why talk are, about it. Oh, we can't talk no, about no, it. No, okay. no, we can't. <laughs> we, are, we, are at a, we are at a... No, I don't mind. We're at the top. Uh, uh, I used to uh, meet a friend here when we would get on the 10. Ooh, <laughs> I'm friends. We get it. You have friends. Ooh, we meet at fancy car places. Other people meet at gas stations. <laughs> that trumpet. Seriously, if it gets any better, I'm going to smash JJ over the head with the trumpet later tonight. Then he'll be really professional. Well, that's how you have to do it. That's what they said in the movie Whiplash. That's what they did to the thing. <laughs> I repeat it every day. Sure, you have to hit someone over the head with the whip. In the movie Whiplash, I don't. Uh, by the way, that was a good movie, and I get his character was supposed to be despicable. I get it. But some people don't think it is. Some people, I bet, go. He was a hard guy, but you know what? And you know what I say? This is not criticizing the movie. It's criticizing that character brilliantly done. No. No, fuck that character. Are you talking about J.K. Simmons' yeah, character? fuck that character in real life. I don't buy yeah. it at the end. Oh, you, no, I don't mean not in the movie. I mean that guy in real life who exists. That's, what, that's why that, he played that so good. It's like, he's got some love deep down. No, I feel bad for him, but you, I don't want to be around that. Because there's people that are fucking brilliant musicians, and you don't have Charlie Parker. He had to throw a symbol at whose head? Yeah, that's how he got good. Oh, yeah. That's like, oh, because there's no other way to teach somebody. My ride's here. My ride's here. My ride's here. No. I You don't get it. Oh. Whoa. I've never seen Aristotle. Well, now that he smokes pot. But let me get back to you, Jake. Well, I don't want to say it on the air because I know your mom listens. His name's Aristotle. His dog's name's Jeff. But let's go back to you. Real controversial. That's a true story. That's a true story. Okay, so back to you. So uh, you were talking about... um. Okay, so if I have to murder someone, and let me just mm. preface this with, if I'm murdering someone, that means I'm going to live with the knowledge that I've murdered them for life. So I, I don't want it to be, like, directly confrontational because I want to at least have a place where I can go to pretend they didn't die. So what I would do is I'd invite them over. Um, I would give them a great night. I would, like, invite whatever stripper they wanted, although I don't really like strippers, but, like, uh, whatever stripper they wanted, I'd let them do tons of drugs. Then I would um, put a ton of sleeping pills in whatever I gave them to yes. drink. I would, make the, I would knock Thank them out, you. and then I would drive them out to the desert, I would hire someone to dig a ditch for me, and I would bury them under the ground in a coffin so that then they would wake up and be underground and then die slowly. So, so like, Ew, the, oh, Why does it have good. to be the last part? Because you said I'm going to murder someone. <laughs> Like I, I know, but yeah. you don't have to murder them where they wake up and they realize that why can't it be while they're out? Because because if I'm going to cross over to murdering someone, I want that perverse like joy of having known that they're just dying underground. It's because it, the, because the flip side of any comedian is a murderer. <laughs> One of the best ever. Yeah, only, but not hey, the American version. Not the uh, American in one version. second, your way, and I want to critique it a little bit before I go to my way. <laughs> oh, you're going to critique it? Oh, no. But, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I love your way because you're going down the same path I was going. Steve, here's Steve Finearts. You know, he's just... Uh, uh, Steve, what are you doing? Uh, not drown you. Steve, what are you doing to me? Steve, come back with the boat. Uh, I'll get you under there. And then, uh, 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 then I pop up. Uh, Steve! Oh, my God. Steve. You, that, I'm you, worried you, about evidence if this ever you know, comes back. I think if somebody drowns around me, I'm, now I'm worried. Do you want to rethink, by the way, <laughs> do you want to rethink? I'm being totally honest. Of what this is be? how you, you know, the okay, rest of your okay. life, if you did that, you'd lay in bed at night with your head in the pillow thinking like this. All right, I got it. What did I do? 
Do you want to rethink it, or are you okay with it? I'm okay. okay. No, oh, actually, no, I got it. I got it. Uh, sorry, I got cut it, off. I, I, have a, I have a short window. I can't. I if you didn't answer right away, I can't let you answer. <laughs> Clockwork Orange. No, Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Guys, eyes open all the way. Bitter Buddha. All day, all night. That's for, demonic. For, for ten days. That's a fun We have an idea. Somewhere. It's oh, called a Strange Addiction. That? Is, that, is that a show? Strange where they, Addiction, yeah. And it's me. And, but we would only shoot this if it was like made it fucking real. Like it's so real that we have a strange addiction to Eddie Pepitone. And Steve goes on. He goes, I took all my money and put credit card. And I, and I made a film about him. And I go, I can't live without him. All I do is talk about Eddie Pepitone 24 hours a day. I have jokes about We just both tell our story about how much we're obsessed with Eddie Pepitone from our hearts. Exaggerated a little. And then we, uh, what would that be? A th- uh, eh, fuck it, we're not going to do well, it. The reason I we're not going to do it. Pl- we're not going to do it. The reason we're not going to do that it. was the plan. Not going to do it. 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 Dot com. I'm sorry, I'm a professional Thank interviewer. Of course, I interrupt you. <laughs> um, so you're going to drown somebody still? I'm, I'm being not. honest. Do George Carr? You know what? Instinctually, I don't have. I don't have something that I would like just go to. I don't have something. Oh fuck you! I swear. Yeah, you're so. I swear I don't. Me, we're not. I guess. I guess I would shoot somebody just because it would be quick. I don't know. Shoot somebody. I think. Wow, what you, what excuse me. Now you're going to drown. I don't know what Aristotle thinks. That's yeah, what Aristotle, how would you kill yeah. somebody if you had to? By the way, this whole thing is you wouldn't want to kill anybody, but you have to. So what you, I would imagine if you're sane and you're killing somebody, which I know that sounds funny, maybe, uh, you try to do it where there's no pain. That's well, why yours was good, but mm. why at the end? Let me go back to you for a second here. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, there's Steve Fine Arts. Uh, I think they're out now. Oh, there they go. I'll get them. Oh. Steve! Steve, what are you doing? Ah. Okay, so why does your way, why can't it be once you, it's in their drink, they don't know, they pass out, and then they get a needle that kills them instead of them waking well, up in why. a coffin. Well, no, that, that, scared, that would scare the shit out of me. Well, here's, yeah. there's two parts to it. Because, first of all, you don't have to watch them die. You know what I mean? You, you don't, don't have to watch them die? Because if you give a needle, you are uh, killing them, and you watch them die. Even if it's a silent okay. death, you watch the 21 grams leaving their body. Can and I, I don't want suggestion? that. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Once you put them in the coffin, and then right before you close it, you inject them. Mm. With the, with the, don't try to but find You want the perverse thing. You want to you see. Well, here's the thing, Todd. Yeah. If I'm crossing over mm-hmm. to being a murderer, like, I might as well enjoy some part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I might as well be like, ooh, I don't know if he died. I wonder how that fucking guy died in the ground. I wonder what his thoughts were. And, like, also, the other thing I was thinking about if someone, if I were going to be murdered, part of me just wants to be murdered in my sleep, so I don't know. But then part of me wants to know who won. You know what I mean? I want to know who beat me at the end and who got me. So I kind of would like to wake up, gun to the face, like, oh, you motherfucker, I knew you might oh. hit me. Because I, I fucking talk shit at you about it at an open mic, and now you cu- killed me. You know what I mean? I kind of want to know that shit. This is still a light of mine. This is why I'm a professional show, because I take it right at the perfect moment, and I play this. People are stressed out of their goddamn minds. You made them laugh, and then I play this song. That's why my show's popular. I know what people fucking want. People did laugh. Your story's crazy. You're admitting you're insane, and then out of nowhere, boom. Matter of fact, do me a favor. Can you, uh, uh, and we'll edit this out. We don't edit it out, by the way. Um, it's, our, it's, it's just fun to say. Do you mind doing that again and we'll have that song come in a little better, like right towards your end? you remember like the last two words you said and then we'll come right in with the music? <laughs> just like, ba 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 Yeah, okay. Um, and that's why 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> we'll be back with the Todd Glass Show, America. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. 
Look at people at their houses. They're smiling. Are you shitting me? If you you can't listen to this and not smile. This little light of mine. Can you play the other one? I think I could sing that. Mine. I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, you know what? We'll edit out. I think the dramatic one was too much. So say, do you mind saying like those last few words that you said before? Come in with this. And I think it'd be better. We'll just take all that out of there. No one will ever know. And um, you won't look stupid is what I'm saying. Like, well, we, they won't hear it. They won't hear this. Oh, I'm not worried about looking stupid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a lot of questions for you. Don't think I don't do my homework. Give me, <laughs> give me some shit. Um, and, um, yeah, and that's why, you know, jet fuel can melt steel beams. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine I don't like this bit That's, that's what's good about doing your own show You don't have to do shit you don't want to do Okay, so um, Tom, uh, how would you kill somebody? Oh, yeah. I uh, would, uh, would 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 uh, Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I, I really yeah. want to know Close to what you I, Look, I don't want to even do it it's, The whole thing freaks me out, to be honest <laughs> well, You gotta be the good guy huh? <laughs> No, no, I'll do it I'm gonna play the game I want to, Aristotle, do you want to go before me? Uh, with the bat or like just cut their throat open? Wow. Good to know you're working on the show. <laughs> wow. How about you, uh, Paul Sandwich? Say it loud. Uh, I, I would do it the way Stephen Feinhardt should do it, and I'm going to put a gun on a jib, fly it in, shoot a guy, and capture it in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. Our guest tonight is Stephen Fine Arts. Hello. And Jake Weissman. All right. I know what I'm doing. Okay, listen, I got a few more things to go to. How do you Patrick, Patrick, I'm proud of you because you did stand up. And you know what? Your email was nice, and you look at you. You know what? He, he, I like that he re- reminds what, ah, what you, you didn't tell us. Oh, what would I do? Okay, hold on, Patrick. He's committing suicide. He wanted me to do it. <laughs> <Hold> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would. Oh, I really, you know, uh, I, I'm very squimish. Um, I would do what you did, uh, uh, Jake. I would, like, the first part's, uh, you put something in their drink. At least knock them out. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Always funny. I love it. When you're not expecting that and somebody plays it, it just doesn't get any better than that. Well, maybe if that could suck your dick. (laughs) Nothing? (laughs) (laughs) That's so gross. You know, when I say that again, and we'll edit this out, I, I think we should maybe uh, come in with uh, this here, right here. You know what I mean? But we'll edit all this out. They'll never know. Okay, here you go. Ready? No, seriously. I mean, uh, this is a... Uh, this is a... Uh, what, what was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> How you kill somebody and then... No, no, I'm going to go back to that. I'm sorry. Am I ignoring you? No. Uh, I was saying something, and then I went, oh, this is good if it could suck. When I say it now, it doesn't suck. Watch your mouth. Keep no, this all in. What is that, electroshock therapy? I am, I am. That's okay. the joke. I know. That I'm going to go I back know. and edit all this out to do this. But what did I say that I go, this is good if it could suck your dick? <laughs> Come on. Damn it. Could you do anything with that, you think? 
Uh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he thinks I have to trust him. Could you do anything with that? No, okay, look, I'm almost done. So we're pr- proud of, oh, what I would do. Yeah. I got it. And then we go back to Patrick, why I'm proud of him. Um, what you said with the sleeping pills, I would definitely start that way. And then when, uh, I, don't know, I don't know where to put their body. You had a cough, and that just seems like so crazy to me if you're, if you're really trying to make this not a spectacle. To go have a coffin. If you're going to murder someone, it should be a spectacle. Like that's a life changing event. It should be like a wedding. You know what I mean? Like, it should, like if you're people. like that's a big. You're going to remember. Oh, 2015. That's the year I murdered someone and buried their body. Like I'm not going to fucking just casually do it. I'm going to fucking like I'm going to get like a fucking a really nice edible to celebrate. You know what I mean? I'm going to buy a new shirt. Like I'm going to be like I had a fucking day. I like went shopping. I got high and I murdered my good friend. You know what I mean? It was fucking awesome. What a what? perfect time to introduce uh, Steve, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Bitter Buddha available. That was amazing. You Thank you. It? Thank you. That was a- there Did was one like thing. It? Le- left one thing off. <laughs> I swear. I swear. I swear. What? The South by Southwest comedy with You're- Todd Glass, October second. Well, I'm sorry. Well, you, you write for a, you with write you. A, write a complaint letter to uh, is that Jingle Joe to, to Joe to, Joe McKenzie? Is that Mister Lyricist? That was. Okay. I want to get rid of this paper that so was, bad. That was amazing. Okay, so. That was amazing. She's a lady. Oh, somebody <laughs> said they want uh, Jen Kirkman to come on and do She's a Lady. No, no. She's a lady. Jerry. Oh, oh. No, they want, they want uh, Jen Kirkman to come on and do Tom Likas and then have Jen Kirkman on the show. When James Adomian's on the show, he can do Tom Likas. So tweet at both of them and ask them, and then we can put some pressure on them. All right, listen. We're almost done. Lisa. Okay, that's it. She's a lady. Will somebody give me Joe's uh, email? I need, right, I need she, to email Joe right now. She, she's a lady, Jerry me? and Tom. What does that mean? <laughs> somebody give me, Jim, give me Joe's email. Not on the, not on the podcast. No, he, missed, he, missed, and, and he po- missed a credit, guys. You know, you might. Well, that's why we you know might what? have to let him go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. Got caught up. Wait, O'Brien. Look at you and your girlfriend. <laughs> You're talking to Patrick as well. Patrick. I did. Right, okay. Oh, Jesus God, Christ. Fuck. Get this song. I don't need. Okay, listen. We have a guest sitting across from us with the with the with you, the intro. I'm gonna. S- oh, my ride is here. I think if you have to say my ride's here when there's an ambulance. Letterman said it in the Ed Sullivan Theater, and he get you know that's the old. It's not the right one. It's not the right one. It's not. Just right. go back to what everybody was doing. It wasn't the right. It's all right. You know what? There's no judgment. Ninety percent of the time, you do a great job. Ten percent, it's, it's still not well, even 10%, a bad job. I feel like well, I mean, three percent, two percent, one percent, never. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we get to know each other. Um, okay, so she's a lady. Okay, so Patrick, Patrick, uh, I stole this. I, I stole this verbiage from Jimmy Dore, but I love it. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you're on the road, sometimes you're working with a comedian. Sometimes when they still have to answer to their parents, justifiably. You know, if your parents are going to give you money to go to school, hey, I, I don't think you should just you know be 
disrespectful to someone that, you know, especially if they didn't push you into college, it's something you wanted to do. But at one point you have to say to them, this is not what I want to do. And, I, and Jimmy Dore used to always say, sometimes you're giving this advice to a comedian when you're on the road. That's my point. You know, he's like, he, and you, you only give this advice when they're funny. You know, you're like, you're fucking funny. You do not belong in college. Right. You just need to be doing right. this. And so it's a compliment when you do this to somebody. We'll get to you in a second, Danielle. Um, <laughs> well, she's giving me the finger. <laughs> she said you're not mentioning Bitter Boot enough. I stand by my man. Thanks. So, um, so uh, um, you were talking about giving advice to comics. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, so, um, so yeah. So, so you always say like, when you think someone's funny. And um, so I told I talked about this in the podcast a long time ago. Jimmy Dore would always go, you know, if you're going to school to be a lawyer and your parents don't go, what are you going to fall back on? No, and we're not. The success of the type of lawyer I would be, that depends how much work I put into it. But I'm going to make my living. No, So don't do it with stand-up comedy, I, I, Jimmy Dore would say. Don't do it just yet. There's no fallback. You're doing this. I, I, I honestly feel, and you know, I don't really know what I'm talking about. But I do feel that the only way to really make it as a comic is to let go, as if you're fucking parachuting. You, you just have to go all in. The only way you'll really make it is by going all in. And life is this ephemeral, pointless thing where just, you know, stardust and come. So it doesn't matter. Right. And so you just have to let go. And you you might not make it, but especially when you, it's the only way to make it. Exactly, especially when you have. Look, we get it. If uh, I'm, there's a lot of people. I, I, I you learn to say everything very clearly because taken out of context, you know, you always wish you could be in someone's house or wherever they're listening to something when you could clarify what you meant. And you're like, oh no, I know that sounded like some. That's why I take the time. Uh, I, I really believe this. I mean, this works for guys and girls. It's not sexist because it would be the same thing if the woman was the comedian and her, and her significant another boy or girl, whatever. See, it's all fluid now, baby. Um, uh, that the other person um, – <laughs> hold on. I'm good. I'm good. Um, we were talking about 9-11. <laughs> Come on. Help me out. I'm, I'm a little, I got a little too much fresh air. I'm not going to lie. But I'm going to get my thought out and I'm going to be professional. About going all in for comedy, giving advice yeah, yes. and stuff like that. So, yeah, because I think why – I think I understand why, and this is what we've talked about on the show, is that they think with – if you're going to be a teacher or a lawyer, it's more predictable. Like what are the odds you're going to be whatever household name we can mention right now? But they don't realize, first of all, the odds of that happening if you work hard are great. Like, how many comedians in our own circles do we know that we started with or we knew that guy when he was in Atlanta or she used to work in, you know, the, uh, the, this, this comedy club in, uh, in, uh, in the Acme Comedy Club? And you're like, yeah, that she hosted. And then you see a lot of people. Stand-ups are very they, – they succeed because they, 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 learn, they learn timing maybe and comedy and they're doing it every night and they, they tend to do good in other situations. So it's not crazy. So I don't say it like you couldn't be a fucking household name. But what they don't understand – if you fucking work your ass off, I like when I had a comedian, especially when he was nice, and I met him in like ninety. I go, whatever happened to blah blah blah? They go, oh, he's the head writer in the Al Jennifer right. show, exactly. Or he's the blah blah blah, or he sold that script, or he did Malcolm in the Middle, or whatever it is. You go, and they're and or they they uh, they're the uh, showrunner on this show, probably making five hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, that that's making it. Yep. For sure. So maybe I think people don't. I mean, listen, I'm. They just see it's either you're a household name. Or you're Steven Spielberg, or that's not the best. That's a dated term now, but you know what I mean. Like if you're an, if you're if if you say to your parents, "Oh, I want to be a producer," they either think you're going to be that, 
They don't realize there's in-between it's grounds. a million different jobs. And also, you never know what you're going to want once you start. Like, you think you want a certain thing, but you might sometimes realize, oh, being a household name kind of sucks for some people. You know, so maybe I just want to be a writer and have a house and go home and, like, have a cat and smoke weed and wake up for work the next day as opposed to, like, going to Starbucks and fucking being mobbed every day. You know what I mean? Like, different. That's why you bro, never I'm, know what you want. That's why I, I think – hey, look, I'm a ham. I, I, I think I could handle all, anything. I would love it. I'd go in. I'd buy That's right. It's me. I think that would be me. Like, I would love to be able to do that. I would go everywhere and go, shut the fuck up, right? Look at me. I'm like a regular guy. I would do shtick. I would love it. Um, but you say that, and I would. But, yeah. But, but knowing that I get exactly what you're saying, even though everyone in this room goes, Todd probably would handle it. Because the man I get now, I love it. But I get it. There's a difference when you're Jerry Seinfeld or somebody like Louis C.K. That's mm-hmm. – I but, so if, if – uh, oh, hold on, hold on. I was so close um, to uh, – Patrick. Could you – could you? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. But with what you just said about you can go to a Starbucks, that's why I think really if I could choose it and wave a magic wand, it would be Brian Regan. Uh, type of success, meaning for more than just the amount of people, but the they only know him for his comedy. So they're not going to come because they're 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 only going to like if you were in a movie and then they come out to see you and you're not the character they played in the movie and they expect that. So you start drawing this weird audience. Like Zach Galvanakis has to deal with that. Yeah, totally. I, I think you know my father when I was growing up would always tell me like don't be famous, be famous to famous people. Like and I think that that's a really interesting thing because Brian Regan is unreal funny and couldn't have more respect from everyone yeah. like and can go to cities and do 3000 seat theaters and then can and fucking sell out. walk down the street in LA and no one gives a shit and it's fucking unbelievable and like he just has the respect of his peers and he's so mm. funny he makes all the money he wants gets to do what he wants but and, he doesn't he's not and to put total modesty aside and saying look look we're all a little bit we we'd like the accolade recognized enough the dude where is he famous. Still, yeah, he's famous. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee there's not a day where Brian Regan leaves his house where someone recognizes him. But it's it's uh, it's uh, what do you call it? It's manageable well, recognition. And also, it's also I think because he's done an excellent job of like, I remember because he's obviously he's everyone's favorite. I mean, like everyone thinks there's he's, a reason. He every comic, it. every comic is Pepitone's like Brian too, Regan is no Eddie Pepitone's unbelievable. But I mean, as a pure comic, Brian Regan is just unbelievable. It's like clean and amazing. It makes everyone laugh. It makes the crudest people laugh, and it's so funny. But he doesn't the kind of love he's going to get is just respect most of the time. And when he, like I heard, I was reading somewhere he got divorced. No one even knew about it. He's not on TMZ. He's just a fucking amazing talent, and he just does what he does. He li- he lives his life, and it's like that's an unreal way to live. I, w- I went to see him and you know a lot of times like I, I, I sometimes want to see some of the old stuff and a lot of times they have all new stuff but you love it but it's I wish they would have done a little more of the old stuff. This is a compliment to Brian. So when I went someone said yeah we were there it's almost all new and I thought I'd like it but I, you know, I just thought I, not one fucking joke did I miss from his, that he didn't do. Oh, because every new joke he's, was just as great and Chris and he's growing and he's changing his 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 uh, his going through life with this always being confused. It's not it's always genuine and real because it changes what he's confused yeah. about and and and, it's, and it's, what and yeah. He's one of the most incredible comedians of all time. It's truly special in a way that like I don't even think will be fully appreciated until he dies. To be completely honest, because it's so incredible. It's like for everyone. It I don't really know how is. he does. You know that. what you're saying? Because you could say like, yeah, but he he gets the respect. But I know what you mean. Like probably even more than he gets, and he gets a fucking lot of it. But like 
You're right. When you really think about it, you're like, wow, he's like a fucking a, 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 a tornado of comedy. Uh, I think. Uh, by the way, if I had to judge every guy, if I said the only comedians I like are ones that can make me laugh that l- loud after that, I couldn't. Uh, I have to have a second category, and that's still amazing. But it's not. And I throw Eddie Pepitone in there. Eddie Pepitone is the funniest person. Brian Regan, Kevin Meany, but these what guys about, that can rip yeah. the fucking my yeah. shred my insides. Yeah. And by the way, after that, if they don't make it in that list, it's still I'm, I'm not going to start listing what Todd, comes after that. Todd, They're still seen, have you fucking seen, amazing have you seen comedians. Have you seen Hamburger? Well, Neil Hamburger too. No, 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 not Neil Hamburger. 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 Of course I have. <laughs> Hamburger. I don't know if we have it. Do we have Hamburger? There's a guy I'm after sorry. his jokes. He said, I was hoping. Yeah, was, that's all right. Hamburger. That's all right. You know. Well, you have to give him your heads off. I know, I know. All right, because listen. So there's that. <laughs> so, um, Patrick, we're proud of you. You're proud of him, right? Patrick. Yeah, I'm really Patrick. proud of Patrick. Yeah, he's great. Patty. Say something nice. What would you want to hear if you were Patrick right now? He did stand up. Patrick, don't kill yourself, buddy. No, no, no. <laughs> Say something nice. Oh, um. And if you were going to kill Patrick, how would you do it? Patrick. No. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Everything's fine. He's, he's having a nervous break. Okay, <laughs> we want to hear something nice, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and start the show, and I have your intro. Hell yeah. That's, this is when I'm done. Once I throw this paper out, yeah. it's pure relaxation for me. It's pure relaxation. Um, JJ, you're good. Did he fall asleep? No? He's dead. Um, Somebody hit him with the trumpet? Ba-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-
name is Barack. I get up every day. I drive out to the corner and, and then I go, nah, I don't got nothing. <laughs> the, the, that first line's the easiest one to do. Like, watch this. And the crowd, every time I go, oh, you, every time you think I'm going to do it, I'm telling you now, so you don't think I'm mean to you. I'm not going to do it. The first line, you can fool everybody. It looks like, oh, he's on his way to some fun shit. Watch. <laughs> what is your name? Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, and what do you do for a living? I'm a dancer. You're a dancer? Okay, that's cool. I don't make fun of that. That's, all, uh, that's good that you follow a, a, a dream that you have. You're a dancer, and uh, what kind of car do you drive? Uh, Camry. What, what's your date? What's your, uh, what year were you born? Uh, 1972. And what's your name again? Jimmy. Jamie. Jimmy. Okay. Jimmy. Okay, here we go. On Friday at 3.30, I looked at my clock. I walked into the foyer. I saw... That's it. It's it. The first, you don't have to rhyme. It looks like, oh, he's going to be rhyming. Not the way he's saying it. On Friday morning, I do... And there's nothing. So anyway, I'm done with that. So let's play this, uh, this uh, dead guy's uh, uh, speech. Before we do that, uh, oh. can I just... Uh, hey, Christian, by the way, how about Christian's... show a little respect? To what, to for the, my the bit that went for my mean bit that I don't want to edit out. I don't know why I was being silly. It is funny because obviously from my heart, this guy has changed my. Uh, he he is part of my fiber because of brilliant words he said. So I earned the right. Yeah, that's right to make uh, ridiculous jokes because obviously I know what the fuck I'm doing. You people at home, you can't do this shit. But I'm a professional. You make mean comments. Everyone thinks you're mean. I know how to do it. All right, what did you want to say? Chris James. Uh, he passed he away came, Thursday. Is that did, true? Yeah, he passed well, away. But he say, did leave a comedy album that uh, is released. What's the name week? of it? An actual comedy album. I love that name. And we listened to the track him talking about uh, his mom and going his back. Mom. And, his mom. He, I don't know. Do people say mom in Canada? Wait. No, Chris James? Yeah, from um, Vancouver? Yeah, there's two Chris James. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I know a friend of mine is named Chris James, and he's like young and stuff. Uh, young and Chris stuff? James is Sounds 30. like an Oreo cookie. Wait, really? Chris yeah. There, yeah, he's, yeah, he just did Just for Laughs this year. Uh, but he lives in Vancouver. Chris I don't know. James? I, know Chris James. I know Chris James too. No, Chris I know Chris James. You know Chris James? I know. Chris James. I know Chris. There's only one oh. Chris James, and he has a CD out or whatever you fucking call it, and it's called an actual comedy album. Comedy album, and it's Chris James that lives in Vancouver. By the way, I listened to that track, whatever track that was. We'll play it sometime. Well, let's play it when we go to break now, I guess. Oh no, because I want. Let's play this. Uh, this yeah. play this professor real quick, and then we'll play, and then we'll. Here's what we'll do. We're going to play The Professor, and we're going to listen to it. And then we'll medley into Chris. Uh, let's play the track about his talking about living at home, like when he was, you know, 26 right and now. 30. Well, let's play The Professor first, okay. and then we'll go into that. And let The Professor, let it breathe, like I say on the show. We're going to come back. We're done with this. It's going to be fun. I go to wrinkle it up, but I don't in case I forgot something. I'm nervous. Um, so here we go. You will need to find your passion. I know that's not the many best. Many of you have line. already done it. Many of you will later. Many of you may take till your 30s or 40s. But don't give up on finding it. Right? Because then all you're doing is waiting for the reaper. Find your passion and follow it. And if there is anything I have learned in my life, you will not find that passion in things. And you will not find that passion in money. Because the more things and the more money you have, the more you will just look around and use that as the metric, and there will always be someone with more. So your passion must come from the things that fuel you from the inside. And in my experience, no matter what you do at work or what you do in official settings, that passion will be grounded in people. And it will be grounded in the relationships you have with people and what they think of you. 
when your time comes. And if nothing else, I hope that all of you can find that kind of passion and that kind of love in your life. Thank you. And now here's Chris James. <laughs> but the reason that that was where I was, I have family, right? That's what you think. You shouldn't be squatting in an empty apartment. Chris, you should be with family if you need a place. But the reason is, like, my mom lives around here and everything. But I, I'm 30 years old now. I'm 30. And I made this. This is the year I made a decision. I will not. I won't live with my mom. I can't. I can't do it. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't clap for that. It's crazy. It's a very, very high age to make that decision. Because I'll tell you why. Because, like, when I was, I did, the last time I did was when I was about 26 years old. It's like about four years ago. And it was for about a month. And, and the worst, it's weird because your mom, she'll always think of you as like her little baby, as her little, it's a really sweet, endearing quality that moms have. But it, like, it makes it really, it makes it like the dynamic strange when you're living together as a grown-up. You know what I mean? Like, like I remember like once when I was living there, I was ordering tickets online to a show, just like a show like you guys are at. I'm just relating to the crowd. But she noticed, she saw, I guess, that I was ordering tickets online, like, on the computer, so she just ran, like, went quietly and got her credit card out. Yeah, she's like, she taps me on the shoulder with it, like, here, Chris, why don't you use my credit card? I know, it was, it was sweet, but it was also kind of like a a bit of a sad moment for both of us. (laughs) Right? Because I had to, I was like, Mom, do you really, I'm a grown-up now, do you really think at this point in my life as a 26-year-old man, do you really think that I don't know your credit card number off by heart? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, I've never had like a lot, I've never had tons of money like in my life I've never been like a really rich guy but I never had no money because so, uh, my mom's just always had a bunch <laughs> I know now I understand like I said I would, I know I'm not going to go live there I understand now finally like they, it doesn't matter if your parents have lots of money you want to make your own way in this world you know it's uh, I get that but when I was growing up when I was like kind of a younger guy I thought like I was a spoiled kid I can, I can admit that now because I thought other people had like the same situation, the same, I thought when you had a problem, you could go to your parent. Like, that's what I thought it was. And I remember once when my friend was, he was all bummed out. I was trying to be a good friend. I was like, what's up, man? What's wrong? And then he, he was bummed. He told me, he said, oh, I'm bummed because I don't have enough money to pay my rent. And then I was like, and so I said, oh, you're bummed out. Uh, you're bummed, you're stressed because now you got to call your mom for email money transfer. I was like, I hate the way she makes you feel. He's just like, no, nah, man, my mom's not giving me an email money transfer at all. And I was like, that's fucking brutal. She's making me go meet her? <laughs> I was like, that's probably a bluff. Just hold off. She'll send it. And he's like, dude, do you not understand? Like, he's really mad. He's like, do you not understand? The, the problem is that my mom doesn't have the money to give me for my rent. At that point, I just told him that I was like, okay, I get it. Because he was just so mad. But really what I was thinking was, I was thinking, if your mom doesn't have the money, why doesn't she just call her mom for an email money transfer? I killed a man and buried him. What? <laughs> Wait, what were we... 
I, I fell into a deep sleep. I know my acting isn't that good, uh, but what are you going to do? started with Chris Bad James' CD. I don't know what happened. Oh, by the way, that's a funny track, Chris. And let me tell you something. You're a funny fuck. And if Chris James mm-hmm. is going to be in a city near you, you, I always say this about everybody. Don't maybe go. If somebody like makes you – well, he's never been on the show. Don't go see him. <laughs> he, was Sorry, on, he was on kind of a show. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, he, I'm, uh, I'm saying the same thing I say for – yes, he did do the opening of the show in Vancouver. But I'm saying – I wish there was some – someone should put together, and I think could monetize it, a lot of shows that you're on, but they don't have to, like – you don't have to call them and go, hey, I want to plug my dates. Like, that you could plug dates on uh, someone else's site even when you're not doing the show. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say I'm going to be at a place. I can go to a site, and I guess could you go post it? Let's say for Getting Dug With High. Could I go post some dates? Some, there's nowhere to go post some of my dates there, like people that – I don't know what the you fuck I'm talking could. about. You know what? Fuck it. I'm tired of arguing with that. We're going to do it tomorrow, right? You can just put up the poster while you're on it. That's true. I'm sorry. I know what people want. I mean, that's why I have a good show. Because I know. Well, she's all you ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt. Take to dinner. This is part of our summer concert series. And she always knows her place. She's got style. She's got grace. She's a winner. I know what I'm doing. It's a professional show. Are you fucking She's shitting me? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I like the way this sounds. Would you... Oh, you have a cat, right? I have two cats. What Are they friendly? Oh, the best. How old are they? About eight years old. Three. That's a good thing about cats is they live so long, especially if you take care of them. Yeah, when they die, I'll kill myself for sure. <laughs> me, uh, so will they jump up in your lap? Pebbles does, yeah. I, can I tell you something? If I thought, I, maybe I'm just talking, but like if I thought, like I had a cat growing up, his name was Hemingway, and also uh, my friend Andrea has a cat, same thing. Like, but there's two cats. I know a lot of friendly cats. I've seen people, that have, but like that were sick friendly. Like uh, uh, Hemingway, you could just like he would fetch things, and you could just like pick him up by his belly and just carry him around the house. He didn't give a shit. He'd put him right back down. He'd lay there. Yep. I used to do sit-ups with him and go, Hemingway, you're getting too heavy. He would let me do the sit-ups. <laughs> I'd never stop because he kept getting laughs. And I would cross <laughs> over the arms. and he'd just, I'd let him go, and he'd fall over and fall asleep. It was great. And uh, we shave his whole body. We'd leave his legs full and shave his tail and leave a thing. He looked like a little fucking lion. Because he had a big bushy Oh, yeah, head. I love that shit. I it love looked that. cool. And he was comfortable that way. He didn't get nodded. And he would go into the living room when we had kittens. And it's not like we said, oh, he'll do it, and he wouldn't. If I brought you over to my house when I was in probably fifth grade, and I said, watch what he'll do. If you ever caught him doing it, he would do it every time. He'd go to uh, – he'd bite the kittens because our other cats had kittens. He'd bite them. We'd go, Hemingway, and he'd start licking them. So he knew what the fuck he was doing. I love that. I, I, but a lot of people don't like cats, but I like how manipulative they are. I think it's an incredible sign of – like, I'm like, yeah, you're fucking smart. Like, if you could <laughs> if you could figure out a way – like, people are always like, oh, you know, cats would eat you after you fell – like, if you died, it's like, good for good, them. Good it's for fucking living. protein. Who yeah. gives a shit? And I'll live inside them forever, and then we'll fucking, you know, die together. It'll be great. Great. Like, I don't know what the big deal is. Like, who gives a shit? You're I don't dead, care what happens after I fucking die. Yeah. Shit, him, shit in my face. I don't care. Can I tell you how much I love overly affectionate cats? The best and I don't have a world. cat. Is that I'm, I'm going to be. T- uh, so, uh, for a while, uh, it went to my ex's mom because I was on the road a lot. And then once Looney went back over there, she just uh, ended up staying over there. Yeah, I got And it. for a while, I was like, I, I, for like four months, I'm like, no, no, I want her. And then I started thinking. It's a little easier without the litter box, and you know. So, so, and she still has him. She still has Looney. 
here's how much I like Looney. Scared shitless of everybody at first. Then she turned into this cat where she wouldn't leave me the fuck alone. And I loved it. Even though I would go, Looney, stop. Oh, really deep down. Yeah, yeah. I would, like, I would shave and she would jump up on the mirror and want to sit there and watch me. I go, Looney, stop it. But I loved it. It was all bullshit. I was acting like, oh, come on, give me some space. Meanwhile, I, I fucking loved it. If I went into the other room, she would run into the other room. If I went into the kitchen, she'd jump up on the counter. I'd go, Looney, you don't have to follow me into the kitchen. Oh, yes, she did. Yeah. <laughs> I said it that I didn't want her to do it, but I really love that she did it give me some space already well I, anything that wants to be around me and then just always shoves their asshole in my face i'm into you first know what i mean all, i'm just into it yeah i mean you know, like, yes that's what i want you think about it, what do you say about yourself if something wants to be around you that much that means it's getting comfort from being around you animals love to usually be around something that brings them the most comfort and the most relaxed they can be it's just a it's human and animalistic nature they don't do anything they don't want to do so, and so if they like you it means you're a good person and yeah, it's what do they do great. they choose well you could be a crazy person with cats but you're nice to them at least. Yeah, exactly. They, they sense it. I, I don't know what they sense. They're the best. They're like animatronic magic pillows. It's fucking great. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> so uh, so the, the way that we decided to shave Hemingway is because I saw it once at some – it was like a store that had a cat. And they had a tabby cat. Mm-hmm. And it was shaved. The body shaved, legs left full, face left full, tail shaved, ball at the end. And it was like an oversized tabby cat, like 30 pounds probably. It might have been a little more. But I not like where shit. it's like – Oh, that is a big fucking cat. And yeah, probably five, ten pounds overweight. You know? No, not that. five, ten, but five pounds overweight. Uh, and I'm being very specific with that because when someone has a cat that's too fat, at one point it becomes sad. But when it's just like a little extra, you know, and that cat looked fucking cool. And if, I, if I'm going to get a cat, why not have a cat that looks like a fucking tiger? Absolutely. <laughs> so is there anybody that breeds oversized, not Maine Coon, tabby cats? I mean, like there's a place somewhere you pay a little extra and they come in, they're 40 pounds, to shave it like a lion. And guess what I would tell people? Fuck it. I would lie to their face. I go, it's a lion. <laughs> no, I have a lion. It's uh, half lion, half. I feel like um, grill. We have to get to a point where you know, like I, I've never dreamed about being super rich, but if I do end up being rich, I, I think a real status symbol is like having a bobcat. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're throwing a party and then someone goes upstairs and you have a bobcat up there, it's like, man, this guy's fucking rich and probably does weird heroin and he's awesome and I fucking want to know everything about him. Like, I just want if you can have like anything that a zebra would hang out with scares people, and I want that kind of. Respect. Respect, you know, would a bobcat? Uh, would a, <laughs> you're right. If you went over someone's house and they had like just some a giraffe in their backyard, yeah. oh, things are going pretty good. Even though it's not nice to do to the giraffe or the bobcat, but we're saying that level of yeah. that level of success where you have wild animals, it's like yeah. You, you and honestly, yes. if you're at the point of wild animals, you've already like fucking been. You've kicked so many addictions because that's like a new addiction. You know what I mean? That's like a new level of. By the way, can I can I clarify this a little? Because at first we were saying like in the house, you picture you go into a bedroom, but as you tell the story. I realized that over the years, I can think of three or four people I knew like that. I had friends in Alabatskis. I don't mean to brag. They had a house in. They had a house in. Uh, in. In a. Um, We've all been uh, to Alabatskis. Florida. Yeah. Florida. Uh, where is it in Florida? Uh, no, I want to think of the place. I want to think of it. What's an offbeat part of Florida? Pensacola. No, no. I'm, I'm not stopping till we figure it uh, out. Destin. Fort nope. Myers. Fort Myers. Fort Myers. All right. God, thank you. So, and their neighbors. That was one situation. Not in their house. But there was like two, you know, go- uh, goats, and then I think there was like a zebra. There were weird animals. It was past horses and goats because everyone can have horses and goats. It went to some exotic animals. Now, maybe they were from a place where they were rescued and they couldn't be in the wild. It didn't have to be totally inhumane. Hopefully, at best, it was. But you're right. Like 
the, and the, but they had all these. Well, how much money do you have? Where you have a property? You, and also, it's not just the money. It's like if you're if you're living in a house with something that could <laughs> definitely kill you, it means that you've already pat. You're so bored with life that you need to wake up every day and be like, I might get murdered by Mike Bobcat. You know what I mean? It means yeah. you're, you're looking for an excitement that you can't find anymore. So it's like you you like need that excitement. You're numb. You're numb. Can I tell you uh, that? Um, uh, Oh yeah, so so uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the uh, the the zoo and all this and uh, and um, whenever those people get look, I, I don't feel this way anymore. I get it because they have a problem. If you have you have a if you you have a, you have a disconnect, I think, or maybe I'm wrong. Either way, it's sad when somebody has a lion and it ends up attacking them. Look, I don't want to see anyone attacked, but I admit, you know, that sometimes I think. Good. Well, you know, like they're animals. They're wild animals. Like, and then I think, well, that person, you do have a serious problem if you don't understand that. Yes, believe me, I would love. I've said it in my act to mush a bobcat. Right. I would. Oh, would I love it to have it love me and, and mush its face? But you, you, the, 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 I don't do that because I get it. There's a even if the, whatever the percentage is that they might turn on you. So whenever they turn on people, I, I feel bad. It's like then Grizzly I'll, Man, like the movie Grizzly Man. Right. What, yeah. Did you see the movie Roar? Have you heard of the movie Roar? No. Oh, Nelly? I know. Rory Scoval. There's like seventy uh, lions and tigers in a house, and they filmed this movie yeah. with Melanie Griffith. Is that real? Everybody was attacked and maimed, and just like. Tippy Hendren, yeah, yeah. Wait, is this a true story? Yeah, it's a real movie. It's a real movie, yeah. yeah. 70 lines in a house? Yeah, it's, it's oh absurd. And they were... <laughs> 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 the crazy part is that Melanie Griffith slept with a lion in her bed for her entire adolescence. Wait, yeah. is that true? Tr- yeah. yeah. Talk loud, because otherwise we can't. They, the lion was... Louder. The lion was... <laughs> 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 Thank you, I like it. No, you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, can I tell you, I got a little confused. Is this a documentary? No, no, no. no it's, it's a movie it's that was like they just did it at a Cinefamily because yes. it's like this long lost classic kind of thing that like you. It's one of those things you can't believe it was made kind of shit. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people got maimed and shit, and it's, oh. you know it's pretty crazy. Well, I don't like it. Hey, listen, <laughs> I just move on. So the cats. We were talking about the cats. I'm professional. I do a good interview. Everyone's nervous. So yeah, whenever those lions, they oh they ate their face off. Well, you know what can I say? It's that's what that's just Darwin. I mean, honestly, I don't really feel that way. At the end of the day, I still have empathy because they have some strange connection with them. And, you know, even if they do have a little bit of a disconnect, that doesn't mean they deserve to lose their life. But I still do say, you know, if you had a dog and he got a bald spot on his head and he wanted a toupee, you just felt it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you felt it like he's like, "Eh," and he goes and he's and he tries to maybe when you're in the uh, somewhere he's in the he looks at a magazine. Maybe he tries to stamp on the page when oh, when the commercial's on for Cy Sperling, he goes to the TV and he and then you get him a toupee. Wouldn't that be fun to have your put a toupee on your dog and walk him around and go like this. Shh, don't say don't anything. say anything about it. He's really sensitive. Like yeah. to your friends go. Yeah. You put your hand on your heart. Please don't. He's very sensitive about it. And you go, "Why not a she?" Well, because they could put on a wig and it wouldn't look crazy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, Sounds like a bad movie. Um so that's good. We talked about the cats. I guess that was like, a, you know, I'm a good interviewer. <laughs> no, I can't help it. I, let's introduce this guy and start the show, right? There we go. Well, Jake, 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 Jake. Jake, 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 Jake. Let's put it through that. Jake, 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 Woah 
If you say to yourself, hey, I want you to listen to the Todd Glass show. Is there a part I could listen to like, you know, that I would quickly know if I liked it or not? Send them right there. Because you know if you have a friend that listens to that, you go, go into episode, whatever number it is, an hour and 20 minutes in. And they listen to that and they go, it wasn't my thing. Then you don't need them as a friend. They got a fucking illness. This is – it's you do, you do so much for your guests. It kind of feels like when you're a sick kid and the football player comes to visit you. Oh. It's like, oh, I'm going to die. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it's like, it's like a make-a-wish thing. Like no one has ever done this much for me and I have loving parents. You know what I mean? It's just so much. But I do think you're going to kill me after. Like I feel like you're going to drug my drink for sure. Can I tell you something? Do it again. <laughs> Well, Jake, 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 Come on, give me some reverb. Jake, 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 I think I, I think I, I gave up the. That should have been the closer. Shit! Wow, I like that guitar. Score the show. Right there, you should score it. And a one. Ah, oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> you score it takes his time. Score. It takes his time. Jay, you have to get. You have to. Well, it's not. 
I know, but you can't. You're supposed to be the bigger person. He has a problem. He says a one and a two and a one, two, three. You don't know what no means? Well, yes, I understand you on a logical point. I get it. He doesn't. Obviously, he doesn't know. So what do we do? Do we? Do we? I know what that problem is. I get like, what is no? All right. So do a little music for us. Well, no, we just went through that. It seems you you do know. No, no, no. I I don't like the way he's acting. Can you just start playing the song? You get what? No, do you understand? No, I, I, know you, I know what you're trying to say, but I'll do my best. Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay. Hey, can I get a little background music? And one, and uh, two, how's that your pants? That doesn't even seem too much. All right, never mind. You know, we don't even need the music. It's so stupid anyway, this bit. No, we don't need it. You're fine. You're doing a good job. Stop it. I feel like you're being insecure over there. Really good. JJ, and I'm going to be honest, and I want this room to be honest with me. It's not a competition, but some nights there's first and second prize. When you play that, I want J.J. to play on the trumpet just for a little bit, and then he'll play on the guitar, and we'll, you know, we'll, first prize, second prize. I think that's good. Is that good? Okay, yeah. so give us a little something over there. And one, and two, and one, two, three. Okay. Now, J.J., what do you want to do? <laughs> And now the trumpet. <laughs> Let's hear it and we'll judge. We're going to be fair, though. <laughs> well, JJ sucks. You know what I mean? Well, He's so bad at music. It, can I be honest? Yeah. And I, don't, I feel God. weird saying this in the room. It's, it, sometimes it can be too good. Sometimes when I I don't like music that's so good it slaps me in the face and calls me an idiot. Do you ever feel like when you hang out with musicians, when someone's like a consummate musician like that, do you ever feel like They're they fuck- have real talent and yes. you're like, what am I doing? Well, I feel like when he's playing, every song is like, fuck yeah, you, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. more talent. It's like all I hear, all I hear is like he can employ himself for the yeah, rest of his yeah. life. Where it's like you don't need me, you know. You know, some people think they're cool because they can whistle. Yeah. You know, like to get a taxi. Yeah. Imagine if you're with your significant other. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that, like, there's a guy who's like, you know why I'm cool? Because I whistle for taxis. <laughs> it is cool, though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is really cool. When you yeah. see someone whistle, it, you know? like when they can do it with the two fingers or with their two fingers. The front. two fingers thing is insane. Yeah. I, like, that's like from like a 1950s movie or something. Right, shit. and then a the cab pulls over. Yeah. You're shitting me. You may yeah. as well be a superhero. Yeah. Me, yeah. I'm like, taxi. Yeah. I go, I used to be able to do this thing that was like, <gasps> can't do it anymore. So, anyway. <laughs> So JJ, so JJ is he could be getting into a taxi on uh, and like and he could have his trumpet with him and then all of a sudden like the taxi pass. Do we have any street noise? Street uh, noise. Sure. We'll, we'll paint the picture. So JJ's coming out, you know, and it's like it's after a show. He's with maybe you know he's with a nice young lady. Maybe he met the night of the show. Wow. Let's go with uh, okay. Well, very light on the helicopters. But do we have any street noise? <laughs> That's how you stall. <laughs> sure, it's sure I do, Mister Glass. I'm Why on would, the street? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what, would it be easier if you just you did you did it in here live? Can you just do some background? Uh, you yes. know, like yeah, don't overdo it, but like you know. And then JJ comes out. There's a taxi, but instead he he can blow his trumpet. So he's like, oh shit, I need to get a taxi. Hold on, sweetheart. 
And the taxi pulls over. Yeah, I pull over for that. And then guy. he takes his trumpet and he twirls it around on his finger and he puts it on his holster. <laughs> and he's like, I don't even want the cab. I just wanted to know that I could pull you over. And that I'm how, JJ. That's how he makes them come. He tr- plays trumpet right in their vaginas. No, that's true. That's an old trumpet. Led. I'm not even making that up. Why would I make that up? What would I have to gain? All right, listen. Let's get back let's to the show. Here's what I'd like to do. Do you like to sing? Oh, no, I hate it. Yeah, I actually hate singing. But okay. I'll do it. I, mean, I was going to ask it. you to do. What's going on? Steve Fine Arts? Trying to help. What are you trying to do? Trying, Tell me. Trying to give notes to your sound effects man, Jake, over here. We're not. Oh, we're, I think we're we're past that bit. Thank you. That was nice. Can I can I do one thing? Can you indulge me? Absolutely. I'll do whatever you want me to do, Todd. Hello. Don't look so sad. Can you play that? I know it's over, but life goes on. With this whole world. Uh, it's not as much fun as I thought it would be. It's always more fun at the gym when I got the, ear, you know, the earphones on and I'm playing a karaoke song and then I'm thinking, oh, this will be fun to sing. And then when I actually have to do it, not so much fun. So what I'd like to do is move on. We talked about the toupee. I'd like to recap. It's not stretching out the material and don't let anyone tell you it is. So we did the, um, we did the dog toupee bit. It was a lot of fun. Oh, it murdered. Wow. Really I mean, those good. were different times. <laughs> you can't do anything at the colleges anymore because everyone's uh, uh, too, uh, too smarter than you. Um, can't do anything anymore. I have no problem. <laughs> the colleges. You know, I never heard somebody say this the other day, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go social in a second here for very quick. It's been a silly show. Uh, I never heard, and I was talking about this off the podcast, that, they, that, so, that it's been put out there as colleges used to be a place where you could go. I always heard the complaints a few times. It's a little hard because you go to colleges and they try to be so PC and some of them think they're being PC and they're being overly PC, but I disagree with all that. I'm only bringing you up to speed, but we talked about a little bit of this. And, uh, so, but I never heard from the perspective of they're at least acknowledging it. They're saying, yeah, that used to be great. You, you, know, you go to a college and, that, and, and I go, yeah, it's still like that. It's still like that. Oh, and that's when I get really sad. I'm like, oh, you have no idea. Like, colleges are still like that. I, when I do San, University of Santa Barbara, I look forward to doing, yeah, you, you know what jokes you have that you don't do some, you know, maybe you don't do them somewhere because you're like, it, not as much anymore, but like, hold on, I want to explain it with, so, so you, but when you're going to a college, you know, yeah, they're going to be able, if I do a joke about not hitting kids at all, and it's obvious my joke is making fun of the people, they laugh. But if you do that at a dumb comedy club, they're, they're you know they're not so so um. Wait, so what is my point? Well, can I can I say this? Like, yeah. I, I think that. Oh, so I think they're still progressive. Absolutely, and I think one thing that people don't remember about college is that when you hear great comedians in college, whether it's on a record or live, that's when a, a comic can change your life. That's the that's mm. the best time that I, I remember hearing. Mitch Hedberg or David Cross's album, uh, I forget which, uh, Shut Up You Fucking Baby. I remember hearing that and being like, oh my God, that it changed my life. It made me think about things in a different way, which if I'd heard it at 30, I'd be like, well, I've heard people talk about this shit. You know what I mean? But like comedy, when you hear it, when you're out of the, you're out of the umbrella of your parents and whatever conservative hometown you came from, you hear people tell jokes that are like, fuck the government, whatever it is, like, you know, people are fine, like stop being racist. You're like, Oh wow! This is what I should have been knowing all along. That's when you. That's when it can actually change your life. Comedy can't change your life later, but it can change your life when you're like twenty. You know what I mean? And I think that's regard. Even if people aren't laughing super hard at, at a college, they're listening and learning in a way that 
clubs, they don't. You, you know what? Somebody and and some of I love talking about this. Uh, but we'll, we won't go too much. So uh, only because of uh, I don't know. I have restrictions. Chris Hardwick, um, my my friend. I don't. I'm repeating myself, but I forget who said it. You know, when you have a friend, my, I forget who said it. But sometimes when you tell a joke, even if it ends up being a good joke that involves the word AIDS or involves you know something that is like can either be dealt with brilliantly, or you can go down the shitty path. And overwhelmingly. Uh, most people you see go down the shitty path with. So even if it's in a gray area or what, but at least, but so anyway, hold on, hold on. So um, I like the way this is said because it's not saying that we're not acknowledging that sometimes, yes, people can hear a joke and, uh, but here's what this person said. It might've been my friend Duncan. You force them to do math, whether socially evolved people, yes, they hear the word. And even if it ends up being a good joke, so I'm even chastising that side a little bit. It's still your job to get them there. And I, I will give you a good example. Look, I do enough shitty comedy. If I think I did something right, I can say something kind about myself. But I used to have a joke that I didn't want them to think I was sexist, and I'm not. But they don't know me, so I purposely have a joke defending Oprah. I don't have to get into it now, but I really you could tell. I, and I always did that joke first because by the time I got to the second thing, it bought me like sure. I didn't put up a roadblock. Absolutely. It is your job. It's okay if you're forcing them to do math because they're kind. And because they're kind. Even forget about shitty audiences. What about those brilliant audiences? Even the most brilliant uh, you know, uh, uh, Meltdown audience or Acme in Minneapolis or the Atlanta or the, some of the Heliums, even those crowds that deem themselves to get good comedy, they're the ones, especially when they hear a word, they're going to go – Listen up, because if it's if it's you shittily, I, I'm not going to be a. Uh, and, and so and then so you force them to throw them a little bit. So, but that does that's that's a small price to pay. But sometimes when I feel the masses are wrong, for how often I think they're right. I think that uh, any time that you know, obviously, when you're a comedian, you don't like anyone policing what you do. Of course, it sucks. But the thing is, it makes you be better. Like, you can still find a constructive way to say something if people are like, don't say that, don't say that. Of course, sometimes they're wrong. Like, they're just censoring too much. But it's good for you because it's like, well, like, because I can't do clean comedy. But I'm super envious of people like Brian Regan who can do clean comedy and make me laugh as hard as someone who's saying, like, something about cum. Like, it's amazing to me that you can do that because I can't. I don't have that kind of skill. And so I think it's just restrictions usually lead to invention and good shit. Agreed. But, uh, you know. Fuck the police and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I was letting that simmer or whatever you whatever you call it. Um, yeah. Uh, and no one sa- – and I always like ending it this way because it just says I'm not crazy. Like both parties should do whatever they want to do. That's what – no one's ever – I've never heard even a lunatic say – so we're saying like, – I'm repeating myself because I haven't said it to you. But, you know, do everybody do what they want and in a way – they're policing the policing. In other words, yes. when you're saying, oh, everyone can't, you want them to shut up. Everyone's just got to do what they do. Look, I get it. Even someone I disagree with, they're doing exactly what I'm doing. They're, te- they're doing what they think from their gut is right. So you might say, well, who's to decide? History. History writes itself, and I think I'm going to be on the right side of it because I use, I use social stats. It's a word I made up. You look at the poll, you know, you just use social stats, and I'm go- I know there's no fucking way that I'm going to look wrong on anything. It's just using common sense. The way people cure cancer, people cure diseases, so it doesn't mean that I can't cure a social imbalance of saying no. I factually will not be wrong because with that, with that, uh, with that, like honing in on a very specific thing and saying you're right. Again, I'll repeat myself. That's how people cure diseases. 
They fucking hone in on it. And I have, yeah, uh, you, if you just look at it, the, like I say all the time, the pulse of the young generation, whenever we give people rights, we're never wrong. So if you're not erring on the crazy, what they call, oh my God, anybody, you're, you're going to, you're wrong. And you're going to know you're wrong if you live long enough. Mm-hmm. Like the people that look back on gay marriage and go, what did I give a shit for? Yeah, the new thing, you're going to look the same way. Stop. Do you ever wonder um, what the thing you th- – you're a progressive person. You think you know you want rights for everyone. Do you ever th- wonder what belief you have now that you think you're open-minded about that is going to be like – it's going to be seen as like disgusting in 20 years? Can I tell you something? Yeah. This is a compliment. The, the fact that you're even bringing that to fruition is probably why you're, the odds of you maybe being, staying away from that as much as you can will happen because you're aware of it. That's a great question to ask yourself. Like – don't be so stupid to think, like when I watched the coffee commercials where they were so sexist in the 70s, you know what I mean? And everyone probably said, there's no way we're not doing anything like that now. Oh, I mean. So, but you if know. you think about that, you'll miss shit. That's okay. But you know what? You won't look like a buffoon that didn't care. If you try your fucking hardest to yeah. do it, you're still going to miss shit. But so what? No one's looking at somebody's old body of work to see when they were maybe a little wrong. You look at their body of work with awe and, and reverence when they were 75% yeah. always punching the right person. I'm not looking to – hey, I got shit in my act that I wish I wouldn't have done. Yeah, so but it's all right. It's, you drop it. Yeah, no big deal. It's just how it goes. The thing that I think I'm conservative about is I'm anti people with earlobe spacers. Uh, like I think it's wrong. I what think it's they? wrong. I don't what think you they? should be able to. I don't think you should be able to enlarge your ear. You know, you when they put those circles in their oh. ears and it's like you could put your dick in their ear. It's like stop that. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Yo, you know I don't, what? Don't think that way. I know I shouldn't think that no, way. But stop this it. is no. This is my line. This is my line. This is where I'm conservative. I need something to grow from, and I fucking hate those people. They make walking into Echo Park a nightmare for. Me, like a visual nightmare, and I want to vomit, and I also kind of want to come, and I don't like either of those things. You know what I mean? So I don't want that shit. I just want to not see a vagina in your ear. You know what I mean? Like fucking leave me alone. You know what though? I right. I get it. I'm not trying to be like. What did you say? What did you say? We're laughing at saying you you get it. Yeah. No, no, I don't get it. I get that you're sometimes. Uh, it, it might not be that with me, but maybe there's something else, like people that walk backwards yeah. on the treadmill. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> well, we I, were I talking know. about the Strange but, Addiction but, Show. We were talking about the Strange Addiction Show the other, the other what day. Do you, what do you, you, have, you have ice in your mouth? No, we were talking about. <laughs> we were talking no, you, about. Well, you, I, have to, I feel like I have to jump in here. You I, should. I, I thought I you had ice in your <laughs> mouth. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> I just go on. <laughs> go ahead. You should jump in. Um, no, what I was trying to say is the Strange Addiction Show. Yes. We were talking about that the other night as the people that we don't really make fun of, like those people. But there are people who do make fun of people who like eat, eat like couch. We, I was saying, we were talking. Let's. I mean, we could. I was saying on strange addiction. Look, it's it's just trying. You know, uh, look, so it's just trying. It's just trying. I had a thought about the strange addiction shows. If you watch those shows. And you don't have the part where you empathy with have empathy with them. Mm-hmm. Think about that. If someone is t- trying to tell you something that is out of the norm, we tend to go to the obvious ones that you know it's it's uh, that I'm gay. That tends to be something that you have to go to somebody with. But there's other things. Maybe it's something you did or someone. So if you're sitting in a room and you're watching five people and you're not you're not judging them, but they're all looking at something basically that they don't understand. Someone that eats foam, and all you're doing is yeah. making fun yeah. of them. I tell you one thing, just the facts are, you can do whatever you want, but I always say do what you want, but what I'm saying is just the fact right now. Whether you choose to go, to have to think you have to change your behavior because of it, that's up to you, but I'm telling you it's a fact. You're, They're yeah, not going to yeah. leave the room and go, you know what, I should tell them. They seem like 
the type of people that I would want to tell something that I'm scared shitless about. But imagine if you watch that with friends that were all going, they may making fun of it too, but also three of them were going, spent five minutes going, man, that's got to be a hard life. Really? And then for you're sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I think the So be main- careful with the way you make fun of shit in front of people because maybe they have something. Not that you have to be phony or fake, but it shouldn't be phony or fake. Phony or fake means you're doing it forced, but it doesn't come from your heart. It's yeah. not phony or fake if you really feel it. Yeah. There's, you're not stepping on eggshells. You think you're stepping on eggshells because you don't start, stop this behavior from your heart. So the rest of your life, if it stops from your heart, it just stops from your heart. You're not mad you stopped. You're not mad you stop. You stop because you realize it was wrong. But if you're just stopping because you have to, you're walking on eggshells all the time. And yes, that sucks. But that's not the way other people get that stuff out of the vocabulary. They stop from their heart. And that doesn't hurt. And that doesn't suck to do it that way. One, mm-hmm. of, the, one of the really interesting things about being a performer who speaks their mind for a living is that inevitably, no matter how progressive you are, you're going to say some shit early on that you will definitely regret later. And that means you're doing something right. It means you're evolving. But right. literally, if you, are, if you are interesting at all as a performer, if you're interesting and willing to take chances or transgressive at all, you're going to say some fucked up shit that you're like, fuck, I wish I said that. But that's okay. It's about learning. It's about growing. It, you, that's, that's one of the best parts about being a performer is you get a chance to, you get a chance to evolve more than the average person because you're confronted with yourself way more than a person who's a lawyer who doesn't have yeah. to be like, oh, Oh, I'm, I'm, you're not thinking about yourself all the time. And the other thing I wanted to say is that the main thing people are going to feel really shitty about is the way they talk about trans people. That's, oh, that's the main thing absolutely. in 20 years. Yeah. The word tranny is a slur, and nobody knows that. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows mm-hmm. that tranny is a slur. That's going to look horrific in 20 years. Yeah. That's Jake, the main thing. Jake, yeah. that's all I've been talking about. Yeah. And you know yeah, you're what, the you're the main anti-trans person I know. You know what I mean? Well, you're just I, saying crazy <laughs> shit all the time. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it because I can't watch it when I know. Like I said, I'm going to repeat what I just said a second ago. Like we cure diseases because we focus in on something, and sometimes you're wrong and you don't cure diseases. But sometimes they focus in on these weird three things or ten things that come together and make this fucking d- cure something because it was very specific. And I feel I've done that socially and. With the trans people, like, why? Like, and I'm telling you, it's because they're not stopping their behavior uh, because of fixing what makes them judge every time. Each time they just get exhausted and they give up. So then when trans people, instead of now going, no, 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 I've made this mistake by judging three other groups. I don't mm-hmm. judge any, you know, and they don't. Now it's all, oh, and I got to be nice to them too. Yeah, they're Give not me ready. time. Like, you don't want ready. time. That's a yeah. full, you know what I love? If somebody goes, I don't like trans people, grosses me out. I don't like gay people, fucking grosses me out. You know why? Because they're being honest with you. But when they always try to find something because they can't say that, they can't say it grosses me out, so they try to find something else about it. Like, I don't know, you think it's because of, uh, you know, uh, 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 Caitlyn Jenner, you think it's just for the PR. Okay, or- Talk about someone that's going through it in Florida that works at a fucking uh, supermarket. What about them? You want to have a serious conversation about them? We got the the other part out of the way. That's not real the problem. Well, the other go-to is cutting the dick off. That's like the joke that everybody seems to use. Oh, can you imagine? You don't cut the dick off. Shut up! Yeah, Yeah. it's fucking crazy. It's It's just – it's also like if they thought about it for a second, like you just – all you have to do is just think about it for a minute, what this person is going through. Like they're they're willing to – like, in order to be who they want to be and who they feel they are, they are going to face all of society calling them all of the names in the world and live a worse life than, a, like, just a straight person. They're going to live a worse life because they're going to face derision all the time. Why would you do that if you didn't feel you had to? It is the cr- If you thought about it for a minute, most of these people just don't – they just don't think about it. They're not, they're not told to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's, sometimes it's what I call the 90 percenters, the people that are they're pretty evolved. You can't write them off. 
But to me, why can't they use a little bit of their own litmus test in themselves and go, you should be sitting in a therapist's office and going, what, look, I, what is it with me? Like, it was gay marriage, and yeah, I got all right yeah. with that. Now, mm-hmm. why every time there's something that I'm not used to, do I have to... Like, when people go, give us time, we're getting time to learn how to get used to it. That's a bullshit argument mm-hmm. again. You want mm-hmm. time to make fun of it, is what you're yeah, saying. Exactly. Because if you give... Let me tell you something. On a scale from 1 to 100, 100, wanting to know the most you can about transgender, 100% just means you're obsessed with learning about what they go through. If all you wanted to do is 10%, you fucking move and fly past some people. Well, they go, I don't want to learn anything. Mm-hmm. Just take your time. If you go baby steps, you know what? Eventually, the verbiage will come out right. All you have to do is give a little bit of a shit, yeah. and you'll slowly learn. Yeah, and also, there's two things to it. One is, if we make everyone equal, then you can make fun of everyone, and it'll be a great world for comedy. You know what I mean? It'll be amazing. And the second thing is... I still think it's important to really, really hate on people with earlobe spacers. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to not, I don't want to say that they're okay. You know what I mean? Like, just the white ones. You That's know what right. I mean? Who don't have any culture in it? Uh, just fuck them. You know what I mean? Can you do me a favor? Can you say that earlobe space? I'll edit this out. They'll never know. But I think we're gonna come in with something really. Just say, hey, and don't do you forget. know on Twitter how many people are gonna fucking scream at me at this, even though it's yeah. a joke? Like, they're gonna be like, I have earlobe spacers, and I lived in Florida, and it was tough for me. It's like, no, fuck you. I go live in Florida with the idiots, you know? Oh, well, you know what? Don't edit anything out. Ba-da-da-da-da. It's a real show, of course. Thank you. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. 500 million downloads every 30 seconds, asshole. <laughs> Our guest tonight... Is the outspoken Jake Weissman. I totally flip it around. <laughs> and also Steve Fine Arts. Hold on. Turn on, everything on. off. Turn everything off. On, everything on, off. On, what do you want to say, on, Steve? On, I want to give on, you a full microphone because you seem to like before you're like. No, I, I feel. Have to slip I just in. feel like I don't, you know, I want you guys to talk and I want it. So why do you bring it up? It makes well, us uncomfortable. Oh. If you want us to talk. <laughs> you asked me what I wanted to say. Well, I want to know. I want to make sure you're felt happy and heard. You want to talk about the Showtime thing? Oh no! Well, I want to well, talk about come it. Come on! What are you talking? Can I tell about? you something? I'll give you a compliment. Obviously, yeah, it, the stand-up has to be good to make something good, but it sure can go down some avenues and fuck it up. So the stand-up's good. Hopefully, that's the only part I deliver. And then you hopefully that you made. That's my favorite set that I've ever done on television. Yeah, it really is. You, Steve you let, is well, you were, excellent you were at directing and especially making stand-up look good. Like Eddie's special is incredible, and you're like, oh, that. Why don't more specials look like that? He's actually really good at it. But Steve is too anxious to enjoy any skill he has. You know what I mean? He doesn't true. enjoy how good he is at stuff. <laughs> he's just like, am I good enough? And I'm like, yeah, you're great. But he's just like, oh, I'm gonna die. You know? <laughs> he's he's right. He's actually right. I know. We, we, we G-chat constantly. Uh, That's all we talk about is, is that. It's like our well, G-chats are like, I'm gonna die. No, I'm gonna. Die. Yeah, no, I'm gonna die. Really I'm sad. gonna die. Yeah, you don't want to see that. Oh, no, no, hold on. I got an idea. Do you mind if I do a commercial? I don't mind at all. And I'm sorry no. if I overrode you there, Steve. Now no. I'm feeling guilty. <laughs> I'm feeling guilty that I'm talking over you. And... No, God. Can we tell Come you something on. about Steve? What? What do you got? I'm gonna say this from my heart. It's the light of mine. You are one hell of a fucking nice guy. This song reminds me of you waking up every day, going over Eddie's house. And singing this to him naked while you try to blow him. 
That's where you saw me and him. We made out in the... In the in well, the they made out in the, in the men's room. They improv. Light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. All right, enough. Bring it down. Let it shine. Shine, let it shine. But let I, it shine. Do you feel heard now? I feel great. October 2nd. Oh, yeah, the Showtime thing. Showtime. Plug it away. South by Southwest Comedy, Todd Glass. You're so natural. Todd Even when Glass. you talk, it's like regular people talk. Wyatt Cenac, Wyatt Cenac. Come on. Come on. Wyatt Cenac is Sinek. funny. You, you Todd let, Glass. You left in the... W, w come out, Bill. <laughs> and all the Jew just all comes out of it. Uh, uh, Rachel Feinstein. Uh, yeah, you sound. When you... Wyatt Cenac. No, I can't help it. No, when you talk, you know what I hear? Like, I feel like this should be playing in the background. Like, just talk. Talk, talk right now. No, talk a little bit. Oh, October 2nd, the South by Southwest comedy, uh, Todd Glass, uh, Wyatt Cenac, W. Kamau Bell, Beth Stelling. I bet when you when you have sex, does it feel like this song's playing in the background? <laughs> I can just picture you I've half doing it. I've never had he's sex. He's like, he's talking, he's having sex. I don't want him to paint a, a picture here, but I picture you're having sex. <laughs> you're, you're having sex with Danielle, and you're like, you think the bitter Buddha will... I only have sex standing up. I only everybody. have sex standing up, by the way. Yeah, and and, so and you're both you're both kissing each other a little up. bit. You're being passionate, but you whisper in her ear. You go, "You think in ruins will get in the stores?" Steve the only comes. Steve only comes to the point in the Bitter Buddha when Eddie reunites with his father. That's the only time he can come. <laughs> it is a climax. It is the climax. He's right. He's, right. He's like, I got something. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, All right, listen. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to go in for the close. What time is it? Uh, I don't usually ask. uh, What? Yeah, we're going to go in. It takes about... Daniel Kino, I repeat this every time, but I have to. Daniel Kino says it takes me 40 minutes to put on the break. So when I go, we're going in for the close. That's 40 minutes. That means I still got some things. I got to do a commercial when we come back for a new sponsor. So, can I tell you something really quick? And I wish someone would send this into the people. Let me do this. Then we'll take a break. We'll go to the bathroom. We'll, we'll get some nice whatever. And then we'll come back and we'll take it home. Are you having a good time? It's a fucking blast. This is like the only fun podcast in the world. There's no, every podcast is so somber. It's like, what happened to you as a comic, as a kid? Shut up. Just you, know what? you know what? Can you play his thing again for him? Because I think he deserves it. When you say nice things like that, I mean, what are you going to do? You give people a comedy. back with a sponsor we come back with an ad that's the way we do. most people leave we'll take a break we'll come back with an ad it's our ads are so good we don't need to take a break for them we'll be back you know what bring that real soft in the background jake you know jake wasn't lying i have th- these 
mug root beers. You've, I'm, I'm to George Carlin. I mean everything I'm saying. Look, I, I, people go, are they a sponsor of the show? To George Carlin, they're not. But I've mentioned it before. I'm going to say it again. I would like to sponsor something that when people go buy it, they're not mad at me or disappointed that I bullshitted them. And let me tell you something. If you go buy a mug root beer and you drink it, it's liquid candy. It's got some, it's got like some kick in it. You know what I mean? It's got like some kick in it. It's got some, like, it's just, yes, it gives you some, ah, ah. It's like you, it, it, it makes your whole mouth, it's liquid candy. It's liquid candy. Like, let me take a sip. Mm. It's like, shut the fuck up good. I mean, you can't say any more about a product. It's shut the fuck up good. No, you're not going to go buy a mug root beer and drink it and go, it's good. But it's, no, you're going to go, it's that good. Now, let me tell you something. For adult beverages, Jack and Root Beer, you can't do better than it. It's such a refreshing. It's like gives you the little, you know, the little vacation you need. You, hey, by the way, this is only for the adult people that are adults. But Jack and Root Beer, it's it's good. Matter of fact, you put a root beer barrel in there, shut the, right? Huh? I know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Mm. And a root beer float. Let's talk about it. A lot of people go, oh, well, vanilla uh, vanilla ice cream and root beer. And you go, why, do, why aren't you giving the vanilla ice cream all the credit? Go have vanilla ice cream and, and talk to us on Monday. You'll have a big scoop of vanilla ice cream. And then, okay, and then you pour the root beer over the vanilla ice cream. Yeah, it's the root beer making it what it is. The root beer float didn't get famous because of the vanilla ice cream. If, if, if anything, the vanilla ice cream... Should be like, thank you for even including me. You probably could have done it with coffee ice cream. It would have been okay. But it's the root beer. It's like, it's like, it's just like the, look, it's like a thunderstorm in my mouth every time I drink this. It's like a thunderstorm in my mouth. And that's not a sound effect. It's like, wow, it's got some kick in it. Every time I drink it, let me just drink it and don't play a sound effect. Do not play a sound effect. I'm going to drink it. God. It is. It's just that good. It's that good. Mug root beer. You're not going to be disappointed when you go in your store and buy it. You're not. You're going to drink it, and the minute it hits your mouth, that cold root beer, you're going to be like, yeah. Ah, give me some mug root beer. <laughs> Ah, I love it. Root beer. <laughs> we'll be back. Root beer. I love root beer. Give me some root beer. Root beer. What you got? You have a, you have, what type of sodas do you have? Root beer. All right, we're done. So that's that. How much do you think they pay for an ad like that? <laughs> what if I, for that, that's 10000 if you had a show, right? <laughs> I mean, it should be. You know what the great part? When you do all that, you mean it. I really do. What's your cat's name? Shiksa and Pebbles. Disrespectful. I'm editing that out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Pebbles. Why'd you name her Pebbles? She came with the name Pebbles. Why? Oh, where, did you tell me where you got her? Because I hope I'm not one of those bad interviewers. If I am, no, I, I didn't apologize. Tell you. I got them at Sunday. Of course, Sante. they didn't tell me. You think I'd forget? <laughs> <laughs> Sante Door uh, Animal Rescue in uh, Los Feliz. If you had an invention, and I move on because well, I'm a good interviewer. You don't you don't dabble. Uh, if you could, is there, by the way, the answer to this might be no, but I am curious. Uh, do you have an invention? I'm going to ask both of you. Steve, you can go second so you have time to think because I see you're sweating already with your, <laughs> with your juice sweat over there. He's like, I hope my answer's good and it's entertaining to people. 
But do you? Do you? By the way, that's what's endearing about you that you you you're a good person. I, I don't like to tease him past the point that I think I should. Um, but do you have an invention, like something or concept for a restaurant? Even it could be like an invention, or like if I had a restaurant, I would do this, or I'd have a bar, I would do this. Something that if you had like a lot of money, you'd want to something you'd want to do. Or invent, or yeah, I, I guess I, I think, think what I'd I would do question. is I, it, it's a it's a thing that oh, happens in Japan. <laughs> it happens in Japan, but they have cat cafes where you can go to like coffee shops and there's a bunch of cats. You can hang out with them. It's very soothing. So I would just bring that to Los Feliz. I think that'd be awesome. It'd be a hit. You would make wait. So much people money. can bring their cats. No, no, no. There are tons of cats who are in a cafe and you can just go and hang out with right. the cats and you like you know drink some coffee and oh, you're yeah. hanging out with they cats. Do they have one here now? Do, do they? they? I think so. Well, I would. Yeah. I would. Burn that place down, and then I would uh, and, and start a new one and kill all the cats, and then uh, and then I'd start my own because uh, it's not about the cats; it's about me taking credit for it. He'd burn the place down, everybody. Do you mind if I sing? I would love if you sang to the. Everybody knows I'm not even fucking around. This is embarrassing. We have a show to do. Don't seriously. You gotta fucking. God damn it! You can't just play. Right, now we can start our show. My name is Todd Glass. I grew up December sixth. I walked into the. That's all. That's all I got. I don't know what the fuck. I got bells, whistles, the things. I got trumpets. Without the trumpets and the bells and the whistles, I'm afraid the show might not be doing so well. And I don't know how it's doing even at that, to be honest. Chris. Well, Chris, I'm tired of doing that bit. Um, listen. So, would you have a, you would with the cats? Oh, back to that. Yeah. So, the, obviously, it would be a place where the cats would have to be friendly. They, you know, but yeah. they would probably be friendly because they'd be raised around people in the woods. Yeah. Good cats. Well, you just I go like and chill that. out. Because let me tell you something. Tell me. If it could be like all cats like Hemingway, I would fucking go there every day. Of course, it would calm me I would down. Even, if I would pay 20 bucks just to go in there and, and mush just, them. just smoking some weed and walking to a cat oh. cafe, you hanging out, reading a book, on your computer, just like fucking drinking some coffee, and there's like a cat in your lap. Like, that's, that's all I want from life. Th- th- let me tell you something. If it could be dogs, I would do it too. Uh, but uh, the uh, I am – ever since my friend told me and, – and look – it's, it oh, so your easy. friend. Wait oh, a name uh, drop. Okay. Okay. We get it. That's two friends you have. Two friends. Wow. So many friends. I'm in Hollywood. I'm famous. Friendly. I had a pilot. He's really friendly. He's really friendly. And there's one friend, and then, ooh, there's not enough friends, so I go another place. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Todd and his friend enter the room. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Wow, I use that trumpet anytime I can get it. Hey, I want to talk about something that's very serious. I Wait, I had an idea. I had oh, an yeah. Idea for so, so, okay, so yours was that, that. 
I want to talk about that later, but we. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a direct. He directed one documentary. Oh, he wants to talk in a oh. podcast. You know. I get oh, it. <laughs> all right. I'm not going to go now. No, I don't want to go. No, no. Steve, everything you do, you if you if you if you couldn't be in better company, like like everybody loves you. You know, you're no, a good no, person. No. That's why I don't. Except for Daniel. When you say, when you we, say, we're working like, on that. We're working. On when, that. You, <laughs> when you say like I'm uh, like. Uh, that's what. That's what. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm tired of arguing. So, what's your idea? All right. I don't know what you do. <laughs> you drive me nuts. I'm tired right, of idea, fucking idea, kissing your ass and making you feel good. How about right. once in a while throwing a compliment my way? You're. Nah, nah come I don't on. need it. To you my know what face. I think of you. I don't need it. To you my know face. what I think of you. Oh my god. Nah, I you're don't the need the best part now, of now that I, set. Now I feel like you're just saying. All right, it. Todd did the, had the best set of anybody I on that South by Southwest. That's not special. to bring up necessarily. By far, <laughs> by far. better than W. Come out. Better come on, than Wyatt's an act. Better than Rachel. No, and I'm, I swear to God, stop it. I swear to God, stop. This is getting racist. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Do you want a dog? No, I just want cats. Really? Here's why. Here's why. I, I recently met some dogs that I like, but I don't want to take care of something like a dog. One of the best parts about a cat is they shit on their own. They clean it up. You just have to fucking put it in the trash. It's fine. Like, I don't like walking anything. I like to be a derelict. And I don't – I don't. that's not really the right word. But I like to be an asshole. I like to do what the fuck I want. Cats take care of themselves. It's the best thing in the world. No, you, you're, you're right. You, you can uh, – in the event you had to go away for like – you know, you If you travel it. at all, as a community, you just have someone come over and put some food right. in their bowl. It's easy. It's amazing. Do you, by the way, do you leave a TV or a radio on lightly? You don't. Yeah. Why is that? Because I'm starting to think what I thought you should do. Maybe it's not a good idea because they hear the sounds of life. They hear birds. They hear what. So they're not maybe what boredish. Because why would they think, want a TV? They'd, be, they'd make I'll, them crazy. I'll, I'll right? tell you why. Uh, first of all, I do think about it not too loud because I would think like, oh, can you imagine you're a dog stuck in a house or a cat? And it's no. I put it so soft on the TV, but I do. But I'm starting to think. I think cats are. You have to think of cats as always being on mushrooms. Like that's like they, like they don't need the TV. Regular life for them is fucking crazy. You know, like they're like jungle animals that we've domesticated. So you can't like they're fine. Anything is fine. Crazy. We had, we had, we had Hemingway. Me and my brother made up a, a cat that lived up the street because Hemingway would go outside and her name was Maryway and they dated Hemingway and Maryway. Oh, Way. I thought it was going to be Murray, like like Marielle, like because that was wasn't that the daughter who maybe killed herself or some shit like that. A lot of Hemingways kill themselves because really? they're so sad. That is you know true. Don't be mean. Wait, what is? What were you going to invent? <laughs> what were you going to invent? Oh, yeah, I was going to invent a club where you can go and kill somebody however you like. <laughs> <laughs> like. You sign up and you can strangle them. You can murder them however you like. You That's like them. the movie Hostel. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm creating. The movie. No. Hostel. By the way, how did this turn into a? It didn't have it's, to be. It could be a, an invention, a flashlight with, a, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to put on. No, I want to do okay. a place where you can kill people. Why can't you be serious? I would bet that the the porn that Steve watches <sighs> is pretty intense. You know what I mean? I feel like he's so nice that you have to. If you have that, if you want to invent a place where you're murdering people and it's fun, you definitely watch like the craziest you, shit ever. But you know, you just I would can't never come. tell anyone. I've never come before. <laughs> oh, this is disgusting. My show is taking a horrible turn. <laughs> I don't know what could fix it. Sometimes I'm you just, just kidding, Steve. Sorry. Sometimes you need something we'll so m- m- big to save it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Everything's fine. Uh, All right, listen. Um, I got your song. I like that. That was empowering. Thank you for coming in on that. Um, So you would, what would you invent? Or you don't have to have something. I don't want the pressure. Well, I'm a good interviewer. (laughs) 
No, people are afraid because I'm like um, a modern day somebody that used to interview people back in the day. I couldn't think of anybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ, a fun bunch I got here. Thank God Jake Weissman's here. Otherwise, these fucking balooks aren't going to help me. Steve Feinhardt. Oh, did you think I did? <laughs> Could you mention the Showtime show? I noticed he kept his fucking name in there. And that wasn't an accident. That Showtime thing is good. You did a good job. I don't mean to make jokes. No, because uh, what you. Do, no, stop. What you do stop. For, stop. What you do stop. For, <laughs> <laughs> I will say it. I, here's, no. here's the, I realize the person I am. I will always win in that bit because I will keep saying it. He couldn't outstop me. But I no. do want to say it. That, mm. uh, what you do mm. for the kids. <laughs> no. Well, it's nice what you no. do. You give back. Oh. You grew up in a thing, background noise, background noise. Hope no one's paying attention. Listen. So the invention thing, I, I don't even uh, want to do anymore. What's your name again, sir? Steve Feinarts. What's your no? Seriously, no bullshit. What's your name? And don't say Johnny uh, Rocket Seed. Oh, right, right. That's my name. Oh, okay. Well, I do believe. What's your name? Frank Turner. Okay, well, I'm sorry. What's your friend's name? Right over here. What's his name? Jonathan Briggle. If you're not bullshitting and you're coming across the border, you're with people you know their name. What's his name? Right over there. Stephen Heimlich. <laughs> okay, listen. I'm telling you right now, you will get something bad will happen. What is his name? And not his real name. You're trying to get through the border. It's not cute. Now, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Roy Scovel. Okay, you're right. He might get away with it if he doesn't know a lot about comedy. But if he's one of these guys at the border that knows that niche new funny group of younger comedians that are coming along, he could be like, Rory Scovel? You mean who came out of D.C.? You know Rory Scovel. I know Rory Scovel. He does the bit about his grandmother. And then he plays it. He's like, oh, yeah, I have the bit right here. I listen to it all the time. And he plays his like, little thing that plays music. And he's like, listen to it. There's his doing the bit about his grandmother right here. You guys ever steal an old person? <laughs> oh, I guess everyone here has their grandparents. Some of us don't. We've got to replace ours, okay? <laughs> Here's a tip. Old people in wheelchairs rarely turn around to see who's pushing them. <laughs> You're at the store, see a wheelchair. stopping you. Hey, where are you going with that old person? That's never been said. That's the first time that's been said. Hey, where are you going with those old people? No one's asking that. No one cares. When old people are around, everybody's thought is, hey, get these old people out of here. Come on here. Okay, I'll help. Don't say anything. You get out to the parking lot. That's not You're my grandmother now. <laughs> Folks, find the positive. I have seven grandmothers right now. <laughs> How great that is. Seven grandmothers? I love the one grandmother. Her love is so strong. Try seven. I'm leaving in the morning. Make an announcement. Hey, I'll be home at three. Everybody bakes cookies. Every 
somebody. We'll see who did the best. That, listen to it every day. So you come in here, you tell me you're Rory Scovel. You ain't no Rory Scovel. You're going to go to prison for the rest of your life. And I don't make that other joke anymore. All right, because it's not funny. Uh, listen, your name. What's your name, seriously? Oh, it's Barack Tomato. I mean, I, I feel like, it, because the thing is, Barack does get, Barack is now a name. You can't fuck with it. You can't say it's not a real name because that's racist now. So it's Barack Tomato is getting me through any border in this fucking world. Evan's mom Wait, won't. What's his name? That's true. My name? Fred Banstein. Well, I was talking to Tom. Quick, what's his name? Fred Benstein. <laughs> he just said it. <laughs> I stole it. Technically, I was right, because you did say your name was Fred right. Benstein. Yeah, right. What's his name? Uh, Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's not that I know that doesn't... I know that's it's a wrong. stock one. That's a good... That's the minute back. it comes out of my mouth, it's not like I'm thinking I'm going to argue it. Because sometimes I'll be like, Johnny Mashed Potatoes. Because those names come too quicker. <laughs> Foods and things come too quicker than names. So you're always like, Freddie Brickwall. <laughs> You know, whatever. <laughs> Johnny Cement Pants. It's easier. <laughs> Things come to you better than names. All right, listen. Yeah, good cop, good cop. That's a bit we I wonder can what do. the world record is for that, for making up fake names, you know, just as fast as I'm you can. Four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read it. I read it. Um, Where'd you read it? I can't. Evan's mom called. Evan said his mom won't let him off the phone. And I do get that. I'm not going to say who it is in my family, but it's not my mom. Uh, I will say that, <laughs> but uh, it's hard to get them off the phone. Like, and by the way, there's a. Uh, it's it's not in my immediate family, but uh, hold on, I want to I want to see Evan that so Evan knows I know what he's talking about. Be like, let me get my phone. Can you use your phone? I'm trying to find. Hello, hello. Don't look so sad. I know it's over, but life goes on. This is gonna be great. And this old world will keep on turning. Let's just be glad we had some time to spend. There's no need to watch the bridges burn. Okay, is this the part? How come I'm not involved in what's going on funny in the background? I'm trying to get my, my phone voice, and I'm getting very pissed off when I can't find it, I'm not going to lie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you saved it. Look at you over there. Hold on, I'll find it. God damn it, it's not even worth it. But I won't stop the show. I would rather just go through every one. Hello? Hello? God damn it. I'm leaving all this in. If I make you sit through it, then they should sit through it. I don't think it's in here. This is the most I've ever made anybody with. I don't want to do the bit anymore. Okay, I'm tired. I got tired. I'm so sorry. You know what? No, I can do it. Hold on. You, you want to be the person that won't let me off the phone? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it sounds good already. You're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. What, What's so funny? Just, <laughs> what? No, what? Seriously, I don't want to be like a guy that... What, what happened? Oh, just after all that, though. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> after all that, I put my hand on my nose. After, but now you got me thinking maybe I can find it again. <laughs> Hold on. Just bear with me. You know, Aristotle, if you, if you were professional, you'd be over here getting it for me. But you don't care anymore. <laughs> Thank you. At least I got someone laughing at me. By the way, all I'm doing is flicking through my uh, display of all my... Oh, uh, here we go. Oh. No. <laughs>
Christ. Let's Todd. Run over. Yes. Hey, it's so nice to talk to you on the phone. Oh, who's going to be getting off? You you want to be the person trying to get off the phone, or you want to be? I want you to try and be get off the phone. Uh, you're, oh, okay. Hey, what's up? Hey, buddy, how you been? How's that podcast? Pretty good. Uh, listen, Todd, I just if you get to off the phone, up... I'll kill myself. <laughs> Mike. Well, I'm I'm listen, and, and literally, like my life's going well, but uh, and things are finally. I'm selling some stuff, and it's going well, but I will say this: the only thing keeping me alive is the fact that you're still on the phone. My mom died, my dad died, my sisters died, my cat's drowned. Um, if you get off the phone, I'll, I'll kill myself to, immediately and I'll, I'll be like, I did it. I'll try to do what's right for you. I'll try to make <laughs> There's no reason to kill yourself because I'll tell you this. Life is an obstacle course and that's all I got. That's all I got. I'm so close. Didn't once again I get everybody excited? Why are you like, oh my God, Todd might pull this off. You might. Now let's... Let me tell you something. Anyway, listen, I'm going to try to... Let, uh, you can't get it. I'm not hanging up on that person. <laughs> <laughs> Making somebody just annoying. They won't let me. Let me let you... You try to get off the phone. I'll be okay. Evan's mom. I think Evan wrote this email about his mom. I'll be... Evan, I, Evan's mom. No, that's her real name. Her, <laughs> her, no, her last name is uh, Lisa Mom. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, all right, Mom. Well, listen, it was good talking to you. I just got to go... I try to make the voice fun. Wait, I am you're, I? You're, you're keeping. You have to go. No. Oh, I have to go. Yeah, I have to go. You're not letting me go. You're not letting me go. You have to go. Okay. I have to go. Okay. You're not letting me go. You're his mom. You're the mom in the bit. I thought we were doing the opposite. I know. Because I, I already, I already did the suicide thing. I can't top that shit. Oh well. I'll do. I'll do it. I'll try another thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me do it. I won't let you. You try to go. Okay. And I'll and I'll be the one. And, I, and I'm Evan, right? Yeah, you're Evan. I'm his mom. Okay. Just got to give the Evan space. Okay. okay. Oh, mom. Well, um, super great to talk to you. I, uh, you know, I don't call enough, but I gotta go. Um, I gotta go do some coke. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I don't. How's school? <clears throat> How's school? Okay. Well, uh, I, I want to go do coke. Uh, but, uh... Well, I'll let you go. I know when you want to do your coke, you want to do your coke. Yeah, and the thing is, you're not even really my birth mom. Uh, you, well, uh, you adopted me when I was 12, and then you, you hit me repeatedly. No, uh, I didn't. There's no bit where we hit. Even in a bit, I won't hit in a bit. That's how strict I am about my... my views. Even in a bit. No hitting in bits. <laughs> Shooting uh, a gun, which we haven't done in a while, either. Um... All right, well, yeah, no, you didn't hit me. I was just joking about that. You know that. I um, know. You were there my whole childhood. I, I know. <laughs> I don't know what voice to do. This whole bit is, it's you know a, what? Yeah, we, it's, we run, 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 wow. run from the bit. Run, 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 run from the bit. Run away from me. Glass show, assholes. <laughs> All right, listen, we got to go in for the close. It goes so quick. So fun. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't want to talk about the, the podcast festival we'll talk about in the opening uh, because that's going to be sick fun this Sunday. Mm. Oh, yeah. This yes. Sunday. This Sunday. That's true. But there was something else you wanted to talk about. I don't have anything. Oh, I think you already said Matt Bronger's special comes out today. Matt Bronger. Is that true? Animal. Netflix. Oh, hell yeah. Comes out today. I Matt Bronger special comes out today? Yes. Friday. 
Friday on That's Netflix. Awesome. Yes. It was on Comedy Central. You know what? You should watch it. I, you know how sometimes you can just smell someone's comedy from a distance, but you know it's good? You're like, you don't get to see him, but one time you're in the room and you catch three minutes, but in that three minutes you're like, he's probably doing something really great and different. That's how I felt. And then in Montreal I got to watch a little more of him, and I, you know. He's so funny. And a super nice guy, too. Right? He's yeah. such a he's great comic, great guy. Well, you know, hey, come on. Let's not let's not promote him too much. He's only got a special coming out. You know what? Why not? That's he's the perfect. <laughs> I'm going to give him a compliment. <laughs> and, yeah, Matt's dude, like the he's, he's the funniest the, and the nicest guy. Yeah, like it, he's and the special. He's so fucking funny. What other like, energy would you want to be around? But besides somebody like that, like the minute you're around them, the minute you have any interaction, you have, who doesn't want that? Yeah, just. Not over. It's not like it's over. The, it's just perfect. Yeah. Easy to be around. Uh, pure nice. joy. Pure joy. Like, yeah. Like just just, just seems like, to yeah. uh, just be a, a just even tempered, mm-hmm. loving. Just also just a good he, energy. Yeah, yeah. He also yeah. is. You know. He also commits. Like he's a performer. He doesn't just tell mm-hmm. jokes. He like really performs. And I think that's pretty rare. Actually, yes. I think it's like uh, that should happen more. It shouldn't just be smart people saying things they wrote. He like really goes for it, which I think is. Awesome. Yeah, and it makes yeah. you it makes you uh, tap into what you think like to what's creative in you. When you see someone else yeah. do it at their best, you're like, makes me want to be a better comic. Yeah, that's the type sure. of comedy mm-hmm. I like to watch. Eddie Pepitone. All right, what do we do? We're going for the close. Eddie Pepitone. Let's is he, go... he going to be around? Is he going to be on the show soon? I heard Eddie Pepitone's I going heard. to be on the show in uh, in in the podcast festival. Yes. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Oh, excuse my language. I'm, I've been cursing less. You notice this show? I've only cursed one time. <laughs> I think it's funny because I know my problem. Good cop, good cop. Is there something there like the cops because they're really trying to fix their, their image because of, you know, things aren't, you know, they need to fix their image. They need to work on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, that they, they're, they're out there on patrol playing good cop, good cop. I'm going to let you go. I'm going <laughs> to just try mm-hmm. to out, out. Uh, you know what? I don't want to do the bit. You don't? No. I did for I was second. ready. I know, but then I got tired of it. Run, 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 run from the bit. Run, 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 run from run the bit. Run from the bit. Run, 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 run away from me. That's right. That's the way you fucking do it. The trumpet comes in. Everything's all right. Listen, I want to talk this root beer. By the way, it doesn't get it. Just it keeps getting better. I think it like it's something a mug? about it. Is it mug? Wow, mug root beer. God, that's good. God, oh, I love it. God, it's a summer. That's like you don't know what it's like to have flavor. You talk about flavor. You talk about flavor. You're. I'm, hold on, let me take a sip and do not play a sound effect. Just that's root beer splashing over my mouth. Do you? Hey, it's Disneyland for your mouth. It's Disneyland for your mouth. It puts a little kick in it. God, I got kicking it. Puts a little kick in it. <laughs> uh, you're gonna love mug root beer. Guess what? Mug root beer is gonna love you. Root beer. That's right, baby. That's a sponsor. If they don't, if they don't come after me, you don't think. What is it like? Because then they're making a mistake. These mug group. They need me. They need root beer. I need them, and they need me. No one's ever believed in a product like I believe. This root beer. People go, "All right, Todd, relax." Yeah, really. It's liquid candy, and it is quenching Ring. your thirst. 
Hello? Ring, 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 calling Todd. Ring, oh, yeah. ring, 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 calling Todd. Hello? Todd? Yes. Hey, what's up, man? It's oh, Mr. Hey. Mugrootbeer. Um, oh, hey. Now, let How me say doing? this. It's not a patriarchal thing. Mrs. Mugrootbeer, who invented Mugrootbeer, died. Uh, and it just, I'm the, I'm the guy that took up the slack. I want to say that... Oh, um, did you hear me talk about the root beer on your podcast? No, 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 no. What I was going to say is I, I never... Don't say anything I, bad, because I'll edit it out. No, no, no. <laughs> we weren't a company until you started talking about us. Uh, you're the oh best thing that ever God. happened to us. What you have said on your podcast about our company has, has made oh us go God. global. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, you should me. you should curse more on your podcast. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, also, there's there's weirdly I'm super atheist, so there's no God. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, right. thank you so much. We gotta go. Thank you very much. There he is, the owner of Mug Root here, everybody, with quite a, a, a bit he was doing. I try to get nervous. Okay. So. Root bear. I lost my virginity. Okay, listen, i got to make sure I do everything. It's not like these other shows. They don't give a shit. <laughs> no, they don't care. They're like, okay, we're done. Time's up. No, i got every post that i got to get to. <laughs> this is just... Want to see something amazing? Watch how I bring it all together. Everybody, look at this. Oh, here we go. I was hoping he just waved his arms at everybody. I'm just waving in my arms. Well, everybody did a good job. You got the things. Now let's do it again. We'll end it with trumpet. So I just, it's something, there's something glorious about just going, you know what this room needs? a spicy root beer. Oh, we might have stole some of that jingle. All right, listen. Here's... <laughs> we might get the meatball company calling us. I want to say goodbye to everybody. Uh, now, we... There you go. The owners are down. Oh, what do they think when they hear this show? Uh, the minute I... Whenever I see them downstairs, I think, what do they think we're doing up here? What do they think? It's so funny. Look at them down there. It's just so funny. I get nervous. I'm like a little kid. Whenever I see them, and by the way, for the people listening, uh, the owner of the place is downstairs walking outside. And whenever I see him, I'm always like a little kid. I'm like, are we too loud? Are we, are we doing something wrong? What do they think that we do? What, what do you think they think we do, Todd? I tell them, I, I, tell them I sell Herbalife. <laughs> after the show, I think after the show, they think we all jack off together. Hey, That's what mouth. Seriously, you know my mom listens to the show. <laughs> No, I mean my mom. I thought you were going to say... My mom. Your mom? I thought you were going to say... My mom don't want to hear. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, be careful. You know my mom jacks off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, my mom. Okay, here's what I'd like to close. Let's close. I know how we're going to close. Can I talk about one more thing? I'm losing uh, my voice, and I don't know how. <clears throat> Just, I'll feel fulfilled if we do this, and I know exactly how we're closing. So give me one minute. There's this thing that I saw on uh, Shark Tank. And it is from the people uh, that invented uh, uh, guitar. Uh, we'll get the name of it. What's it called? Singtrax. Singtrax. Yeah. Say it again. Singtrax. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm again it, it, to George Garn. It's just in, in one show, two things that I actually do believe passionately about. I want to get one of these things. So it is like you can get it for your house. It's just go online. You know what? It's it's a harmonizer times. 
everything. Like, you can make your voice, it harmonizes your voice, or you can do one thing, it gives it a guitar effect, so you can just go, but it sounds like a fucking guitar. And uh, it looked, they had, they had it on um, Shark Tank, and they were talking about it. Then I went online and Googled it, and what's it called again? Sing Tricks. Sing Tricks. Maybe they could sponsor the show. Send I really do. It's like crazy. You can have one at your house. I don't know what it costs, but I bet if you ever have anything set up at home with like with karaoke, you need this. It looks like it's so simple to hook up, but someone can go up and they can. You can have one mic where they're doing the guitar. The other mic they can put harmony in their voice or echo in their voice. Or and you think, oh yeah, that's what I have here at the studio. No, it's it's better. It's this time times a hundred. All right. Now listen, sing tricks. Just go go online. You, you're gonna you're gonna read about it. You're gonna go shit. I gotta get one of these things. So listen, here's the best way. We'll, we'll, we're going to end the show in a second here. But Oh, you have a podcast, don't you? What, do you ha- what did you just say he said you have? A sketch group. A sketch group, and they're called? Women Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they're on IFC.com, Women Comedy. They're Women Comedy, hilarious. and where's your show? What show? Oh, it's on uh, IFC. It's IFC.com. I'm, I'm trying to get a TV show so uh, you know I can... Um have too much money to talk to people. You know what I mean? I, I don't, you know, I'm trying to get there. And it's called, and it's called, uh, uh, say it again. Women Comedy. It's called Women Comedy, and you, you, we have a website, womencomedy.com, and we also have sketches on ifc.com. Very easy to find. Cool. It's like Alan Strickland Williams, Dave Ross, and Pat Bishop. Right? Yep. Oh, yeah. really? A bunch of white guys who appropriated Fuck. the name women, and women don't like that, and I understand that. I'm sorry. No. It, <laughs> I don't, no one cares, right? People care because people care about everything for no reason now. It has nothing to do with women. We just thought it'd be funny. But but I thought we thought the opposite of that. Everything's a nightmare. Everything. (laughs) Um... That, sorry, that was from uh, Mr. Mug Root Beer. Uh, that was (laughs) Everything's a nightmare. There's no God. Drink my root beer. I love Todd Glass. Let me tell you something. We could end a lot of the problems with Mug Root Beer. (laughs) Well, no, because, uh, you know, it it just says, I think what it's basically saying is it doesn't cost a lot to give your mouth some happiness. That's a. You know, you don't have to have a a million dollars. That's a great catchphrase, actually. Well, because I'll tell you what, you sometimes you deserve in life, even if you don't have a lot of money, just just put it in the freezer if you want for about five minutes, and it's just this cold, delicious, with little root beer ice chips floating around. And so anyway, here's the way. So that's your. Is there anything else? In the, was, is there anything else you wanted no, to talk not, about? I'm not affiliated with this at all. Put but your sleeves down. What are we poor? <laughs> he's like got a short up. sleeve shirt and he's like wrapping it up and making it like a tank. I have arms. I have he's hair. Arms I have hair thought. that goes all the way up to my. Right, what are you Me trying to do? Make people lose their appetite. It's oh, bad enough. You I gotta, look great. You look great. Thank you. Guys. You take care oh, of yourself. Stop. Thank you could lose 75 pounds, but other than that. <laughs> oh, all right, we're, not gonna, we're not going into this. I don't know why I'm looking at you for the laugh. Kelly Listen. Carlin has a book out called Carlin Home Companion that came out this week. I I'm saw, not affiliated with it at all, but I've, but I've heard hey, amazing things. by the way, things. that's all. I saw uh, the play. Yes. It, amazing. It was, it was. It was amazing. Yes. It was really cool. She's amazing. And the book is out this week. So We made it out. I'll talk about that oh, next week. She knows it. She doesn't tell, tell anybody. anybody. All right, so listen. I'm exhausted. Also, Earbuds is playing at the podcast festival. Yes. Well, that's right. Yes. Tonight. It's a lot of shit this week. Earbuds, Earbuds, the documentary and Earbuds. podcast, which, from what I've seen, was put together like, you know, with a lot of artistic, uh, a lot of artisticness. Like, it's not, it's like it's shot really cool. There's, it's like, along learning, along learning the story, it's visually very appealing. I, someone was telling me a few yeah. things. You don't think I don't know some people? 
if you're going to the podcast festival, isn't it? It's playing Friday night, and then also Sunday. Morning I guess as I'm well. a pivotal point in it or something. Yeah, I'm kidding. Awesome. Shut up. Todd, I heard you're going to go to the screening. I am, and I'm going to wear a fake mustache so everybody recognizes me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was honest. <laughs> I'm going to wear a fake mustache and a funny hat because I don't want anyone to make sure I'm not there. I'll be in the back. Wow. <laughs> this is the pivotal point of the play, movie, whatever it is, book. What is it? And you hear Jake in the background. It's a movie. All right. How do you take a show like this? Over? Did you guys all really learn the song that I asked you to learn? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got it? Oh, oh you yeah. did? Yeah, we all this sent out the sheet. Absolutely. So. Oh, okay. So before it was like a joke? Cause it, it oh, we like... love joking with you as a group. Yeah, for sure. And we just, all we, wanted, all we want to do is sing. Okay. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Do you know it? If I was a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work hard. All day long, I deedle, shiddle, shiddle, I'm a rich man, rich man, rich man, I'm Jewish. My penis was destroyed by the doctor. If I was a rich man, I'd be a little, 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 you think we should give this show for free? Maybe I should not charge for this one. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to let you have the last. No, no, Steve. No, no. Turn to me. What, Steve? How do you want to close the show? Oh it's my... all you. Really? That's what you fucking do? You just ruined the end of the show. No, I'm kidding. You know that, right? Did you stop it? I, I did. I know. <laughs> you know it's and good, yeah, right? Of course. Seriously. Do you think uh, it's okay to end it? Then? Oh, stop it. Did September. you think it was a good show? Six out of ten. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Purina is dedicated to creating richer lives for pets and the people who love them. From helping older pets think like their younger selves to making cat ownership a possibility for more people than ever. Purina is helping pets thrive so they can live long, healthy, and happy lives. Purina has you covered for all your furry friends' needs, whether they meow or bark. From litter to treats to their best-in-class, nutrient-packed food with taste your pets will love. Purina's got your back at every stage of your pet's life. Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to Amazon.com backslash Purina.